Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. And tonight we have with us two special guests from the Absolute Geek Nation. We have Tim sitting in with us tonight, filling in for Jose. How are you doing tonight, Tim? I'm doing pretty good. What's up, guys? How's it going? One of you, one of the the fellow listeners, sitting in with us tonight. It's a, I think it's a first. That's not a direct close friend of ours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think it's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, I think it's awesome. I'm glad Tim's here. And also filling in with us tonight because it is that time where we've been promising you. We have the writer and creator of Raygun, Gregory Schoen. Thanks for coming back on the show, Greg. Oh, thanks for having me. Love talking to you guys. Super stoked. Yeah, Yeah, we're super stoked that the books finally came out and we got to read it. It was was super. I had, you know, you saw the picture, but it was super cool seeing your book. Exactly how we talked about. Yeah, Yeah, I got mine right here. But I mean, just. What we talked about a couple years ago. (laughs) You haven't got yours yet, huh? No, I went. Uh, I went to pick it up, and uh, at the one of the only places you can get uh, Western comics in Tokyo, and I go there, and I'm like, "Here we go, okay, bring it to me," kind of thing. And the guy's like, "Hey," and so then I had to awkwardly kind of be semi mad at this dude that doesn't speak any English, and then I was like, "Reagan," he's like, "Hey." So then, oh, it was this whole thing. And then he goes upstairs and the two guys come out and they're like, hey. So then I was like, please don't tell me you didn't, you, you, you messed this up and didn't order it. Right. Like, I was like, oh God, I'm going to get comp copies. But at the same time, you know, I want a bunch, right. I'm going to send them to people, do whatever, send them to publishers. And so then uh, (laughs) the guy comes down he's like, it's a week late. It's 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 being shipped internationally. It's going to be a week late. I was like, oh okay. Well, at least yeah. it's on its way. Yeah, no, it's cool, man. I'm getting tons of messages, tons of people sending me pictures, and you know, my hometown in Winnipeg, my high school did like a like a thing. They put it in their like you know monthly alumni you know newsletter. This this graduate, you know, this you know, I didn't graduate from that school actually, but this this you know former student had this published and then uh yeah it's just really cool it's it's so nice to know that people are reading it how i wanted it to be read like you're actually holding it and turning the pages and and having the reveals done correctly like ah, i'm so so stoked so awesome so what you're saying is is you're a celebrity now not your hometown celebrity (laughs) Not at not at all. They're gonna okay. name a library after you now. I was huh? thinking come home there's gonna be a statue of him yeah. next to Matthew. That'd be awesome. But it's gonna I be him and Matthew happen. back to back, folding arms and with arms oh, crossed with the, with the ray guns, yeah. <laughs> Men in black styles. Yep. Mm. Did you guys like it? Tell, tell let's let's talk about it. Yeah, let's oh, man. So, real quick, I feel terrible because uh you should feel uh, terrible. Yeah. yeah. Dick. I I uh I I did get a copy, but I haven't picked it up from Kyle yet. So 
That's and, okay, man. Yeah. But it's uh, not okay. You shun him. Don't. Yes. Don't, yeah. You got to keep <laughs> him down. But I, but I, real quick, I do want to say congratulations. And, uh, you know, you were talking about how cool it felt. That's got to be really cool finally having, you know, a big, thick trade in your hand that you created. You mm-hmm. said big, thick. Big, oh, thick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a normal thing for me. But yeah, the book is good. <laughs> yeah no man um yeah thank you very much it is huge it's it's a big deal it's like um when it was when it was published digitally and that man we've talked about this before but i gotta tell you it's just such a big difference to see your work on a computer screen and you're like yeah you know like that's cool it looks good and stuff but to actually have a product you know it's, a product was made yeah, a product was made. And I think, Kyle, you were the one, too. It was like, I wanted this printed. Kyle always wants, like, within 20 minutes of me being like, hey, I got my copy. He's like, I want an autographed copy. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, still I do. It's, it's like, I, you know, I, want, I, want, I want it printed. And I did, too, because when you're, you know, when you're, you're writing comics, um, you do it for an effect, right? So... When you, when you when you have the page, and let's say, you, like you go okay, page one is always the odd page because it's the first page. You go two, three, three is going to set up what wh- when you turn the page from page three to four, it's a big deal because whoa, you, you can really have something surprising there. So that's why I did full page spreads. So you know in the book. And, you know, you guys can feel free to show any artwork you want, you know, but in the book, there's full, there's, I've, I've had, yeah, I've had Pete Alonzo draw full page spreads. Right. And so those are supposed to be moments when, whoa, look at the artwork. Like, this is so crazy. This looks really great. And on a computer, it's like, oh, page three. And you flick your finger and you're like, oh yeah. You know, that's, that's that's nice. Yeah, that's a really killer point. I never really thought about it like that. We're losing those big wow moments. Because- yeah. Well, I mean, it goes to what Stan Lee said. You know, it's cool on a – it's like boobies. They're cool to look at, dude, but there's nothing better than holding it and touching it. Yep. <laughs> and, and and to control it. And, I mean, you know, it's so fun looking at my kid now read comics. He's he's finally getting into it and because, uh, you know, his reading skill is getting better. But he flips back. You know, he'll, he'll flip the page and be like, what, 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 how, what? How'd that happen? And you don't get that on a computer. You you don't have the same kind of um it's not 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 the same at all, right? The feeling the medium there. is different. No, it, the feeling isn't there. And yeah. so yeah, that's that's the number one reason why I wanted it printed, besides the fact that it kind of validates you a little bit. If a company invests money in you to print a product that they're gonna sell and they you know, it's it's just somebody showing like, yeah, we think this is a good product too, good enough that we're going to spend the money to have it printed and marketed and you know do whatever with it. So yeah, I'm very 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 happy. Very, and it, happy. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's very good. Um, I liked you know definitely being able to hold it in my hand and read it. The only thing I, where I wish it was more in single issue because the way the trade is bound. You some, have to push. At, yeah, down. at some parts, your the the lettering goes into the the spine of the book to where you can't really see what it says. So oh, you I have haven't to, like, seen it yet. Yeah, yeah, you like have to like really warp the book to get in there to to read the text. Yeah, but other than, as to where a single you know a single issue would lay 
a much better, but yeah. Yeah. It was, you know what? It was, it was worth the wait. Good man. It was, I, I, I can tell you my favorite part. Tell right me, when, tell right, right when it's this, this panel right here. Where he's oh, like, yeah. Where he's yeah. like, fuck this. I'm done. Fuck this. Like I think, you know, like he has reached his breaking point and he's like, you know what? Ah, uh, that was like, I was like, yes, yes, yes. Kind of like, it's kind of like that Wolverine in the sewers scene that is so famous from X-Men. Yes. Before we get too far into to asking questions and doing this review, yep. our, our audience has kind of grown quite a bit since you were last on. So go ahead and just give us a quick rundown for the new people who may be joining us, kind of what Raygun is and what it's about and, and everything yep. like that. Okay. So Raygun is a story about uh, a troubled 10 year old kid named Matthew Baker, uh, who's sent to live with his estranged father in Hollywood. Um, and within a f- the first few days of being there, he discovers, uh, he, he finds Nikola Tesla's fabled death ray. Um, and so like any kid, like any 10 year old kid would do, the first thing he does is just play with it. Um, and you know, ends up getting on the government's radar. Um, and you know, fairly within, you know, a fairly short amount of time, he's, he's captured by the government and held for testing. Um, and the original, um, publisher i i had worked with them to publish the first four issues which ended with matthew actually escaping Mm -hmm. um and um and then we left it there for two years (laughs) and um now in its final published form um the last uh the last two issues are are bound together in one book and it shows what happens when you push a you push a human being too far you know matthew is put in um, you know, Kyle, it's funny that you mentioned that, that scene, because that's one of my favorite scenes too, is because I felt really bad for Matthew. And, um, it was, it was the first time I ever felt bad for one of my characters. And that's why I knew it was probably going to be a good story because I really liked him. And I, you know, he sent by his drug addicted mother to live with a father he barely knows. Then he's sent to school. Then he has to do the whole bully bullshit. Then he gets, you know, finds, of course, the loser little friends every kid finds at school. And then he then he finds this wondrous thing. And then he's forced into a, basically, you know, this experiment, you know, experimentation program for the government. Um, and then finally, in that scene, is the first time Matthew actually says, no, no, no more. You know, what more can I be taken from me? Um, and I was hoping to really cut loose with him <laughs> when, when, when he leaves from that scene. Um, from then on, I just wanted him to wreck shit. And so I tried to, tried to make that fun. Yeah. Yeah. Him getting, him going home that from when he's like, fuck this to get there. That's, Dude, I mean, you get all. I was pumped. I was like, "Yeah, I'm digging this." And you know, it's been years since we originally read the first few issues. Yeah. So it was almost like you know, like something. It was like it was like picking up an old favorite. You know, you 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 felt it, but rereading it, you you got all that little stuff again. 
all those mm-hmm. little tiny things that that you forget when you don't have a chance to read something for a long time. So, you know, it's like, it's always like revisiting your favorite comic book yeah, that you really enjoyed. But I mean, yeah, uh, it's great. I mean, I, I was, I was flipping through it at the comic book store cause I was sitting in the middle of my comic book store and they had pulled it out and it was already with my, my pull box cause I had pre-ordered it. Yep. And I was sitting there and I was like, and I was like, yeah, it's finally here. And there's a bunch of people around me and a couple people that work there. And the guy that worked there was like, he's a cool guy. He was like, I saw that go in your box. What is that? And I was like, <laughs> oh man, you got it. I mean, you got to check it out. And so we flipped through it and I was telling him about it. And I was like, and he was like, no way. And he was looking at it and he was like, is there another one? And I was like, oh, and I walked over and I took a picture of it. I picked yep. it up. I said, I said, Oh, I got to buy this one for Brian. Sorry. You're going to have to, <laughs> you're going to have to ask the owner to, to, you know, Can I get, get my back. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, awesome. I was, ta- I, I was, I was, I raved about it, you know, to everybody in the comic book store. That's great, man. Thank you. So I hope more people Google it, Google it and, and demand it to be ordered. Demand <laughs> it to Bro. be restocked. Yeah, it can be it can be ordered. I checked and and there's a like a whole bunch of these websites that I've never heard of before. Um yeah, that you can order it from. And you can order it from, you know, Arcana directly, I'm pretty sure. Um I I, I would guess depending on how it sells, they'll, you know, they'll resolicit it. So, yeah, that's a, it's great, man. Um yeah. Did it end the way you thought it was going to end? No. No, no, I no. have to honestly say no. No, and I, 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 yeah, and, I, and it's 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 awesome because you know you listen to us and we sit here and we call shit out so far in advance of what we know because we 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 you know we me and Matt are pretty good at figuring shit out. Yeah, and getting the ending of you know books and you know what's going on with the comic, where the show is going, we're going with that. But I'll tell you right now. You, sir, have a point in the wind column. <laughs> because I didn't expect anything. No, that's not what I was expecting. So what were you expecting, yeah. Matt? Yeah, I, it, I I mean, I don't want to give away the ending here. No, 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 no. Yeah. Everything um, but the last page, guys. Yeah. Everything <laughs> but the last page is good. Um, you know, I just, it didn't end the way I thought it was going to end. I, I definitely was a little bit surprised on the way it ended. And almost like, I, I got to ask, you know, getting back in the book and like you said kyle said it's been like three years since we read the first couple chapters so i went back and reread it and yep matthew is such an interesting character he's such a well-rounded and there's a lot of layers to him and as a character and i gotta ask now when you're writing a character like this because you you can see he's kind of he kind of seems timid and he's confused on what's going on and why he can't be with his mom and he's kind of got that that weird relationship with his dad where he's not necessarily like he hates him, but he doesn't – I don't know. It's doesn't not like know he, him. Right. He, he doesn't just, really know yeah. him. And, he's like cautious of him. Like he's got that yeah. wall up. And his dad's trying to be the the cool dad. Um, it kind of seems like a little bit when they first meet and, and just trying to to make that first impression of like, look at all this cool stuff I do. You know? And yeah. it, now – and, and it seems like Matthew's confused. He's got a little bit of anger in him. You see the anger come out a little bit, you yeah. know, when he's, when he just rocks the bully in the face as soon as he gets <laughs> to it on his first day at a new school, you know, and it's like, it's like when you go to prison, it's the same thing. Yeah. So did you, 
how did you draw inspiration for this character? Is it was it like drawing from personal stuff that you don't have to go into, but drawing from personal <laughs> stuff that you pick on like people's brains? Like, where did you find the inspiration to make Matthew such a well-rounded character? Mm. Um, well, first of all, I uh, I originally had the the idea for Matthew before I had kids, but I I was very very close, and I you know I still try to be very close with my nephews. And I really paid attention to because, you know, it's it's when you're single and you're 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 in your 20s or or whatever. Kids are kind of an annoyance, right? Like you're happy that people have them. But at the same time, you're always glad. And then when one is close to you, you start realizing, wow, these little humans are processing things differently. And oh, how do I how do I explain this without getting too weird? Um you know, when you're, when you're single and you're in your life and it's so funny because I'm in such a different place now, but you're just so dark, you know, like you're always looking at dark stuff and you're examining dark subjects and dark people. And really for the formation of Matthew, I thought, how is a kid seeing all of this? And if you notice, there's a lot of clues to, to what has happened. You know, he thinks his mom is sick. She tells him I'm sick. You know, I, I need mm. to, I need time. And then she puts him on a bus and imagine being a little boy and your mother tells you, I'm so sick. I can't take care of you. And then when you get on the bus, you look out the window and you see her drive away with a boyfriend. Right. That's, so that's the first thing is, is I, you just have to think how the hell is he seeing this? Well, that's, that's, that's the worst form of abandonment right there, isn't it? Yeah. Cause it also yeah. starts with a lie. And it's and a it's very obvious lie. And then he's sent to live with a father. And, you know, the thing is, uh, the perception of David's very interesting to me because his father, because, you know, it's interesting that you said he's trying to be the cool dad. I don't think he has a, a goddamn clue what to do <laughs> with Matthew. He doesn't, he's not a very social person. And we see that through David's background in the book is he, he relates more to machines. Yeah. Then he does humans. He mm -hmm. he takes solace in his work. He that is where he thrives. And so the dichotomy between him and Karen is very telling in in Matthew as well, isn't it? Because yes, you know, he, Karen basically found David at a time when he was commit thinking about doing something bad to himself to to escape a situation, and she really kind of saved him in a way because she was very outgoing, probably a party girl. He never thought in his life he would ever have a chance with a girl like that. Right. So again, Matthew seeing these two people and David comes across very differently. Now he's stuck in a situation where the, the guy can't communicate with him. How is a kid? Are you going to handle that? Um, and showing the anger. Um, yeah, he does drill that bully in the face, but, uh, again, we get a look into that kind of that dark world through a kid's eyes because when Rupert says to him, you know, oh, you're awesome, man, you, 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 know, you kick ass. And he says, no, it's just friends of my mom's, you know, taught yeah. me kind of how to be a hard guy. It's like, well, who the, f who the hell is hanging around with his mother? Well, and I think it's, I think it's what very well seeing? broken down in the, the panels where you're like, where he says, where he's trying to sell the ray gun because he says, you know, my mom has this friend that comes over, spends a lot of time yeah. with us, and then gives her lots of money and then leaves. Right. 
and like right. he doesn't understand what what's really going on there that right money's changing hands for drugs or sex not necessarily right. he's being a nice guy you know so that's what he's thinking but, i'm gonna sell the ray gun to him to get lots of money <laughs> yeah i'm gonna give this ray gun to this <laughs> pimp yeah um yeah you know um again how is the kid seeing it right it's it's you find this dark place, but then you have to explain it through the kid's point of view. And I, and I really, how I wrote Matthew was I just tried to be really true to that. And I never tried to, to give him an edge or an intelligence or an experience that he wouldn't have. And if he did have that experience, I, I stopped writing and I made sure it was through the lens of a 10 year old. I love when he gets tired of his fucking Weasley friend that likes to rat people out. He's like, I'm done with your bullshit. <laughs> that's just awesome. Well, that's another, you know, I, I, I can't, I can't, um, you know, we talked about that on Twitter. You know, I can't, you said, I can't believe he blasted Rupert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, you know, he did, first of all, he didn't fry Rupert. That was an EMP pulse. He just, you know, killed the power in a neighborhood. But, um, that's another thing about kids, right? Is like, we all know snakes, man. You guys were just talking about a snake somewhere when we got on this, this conversation, yeah. right? Yeah. They, they're always there. And when you were a kid, they were there for sure. My kid yep. is eight years old. He has snakes. He has boys coming up to him saying, Oh, this kid wants to fight you. Mm-hmm. And then I, then I always tell him, go to, go to the kid that wants to fight you and ask him what they, what that kid said. And then he'll go up to that little kid. These are eight year olds. And then he'll go up to the kid and say, did you say you wanted to beat me up? And the kid will be like, no. Well, who told you that? It turns out the, the little snake was telling both boys that the other boy wanted to beat him up so that he could try to start a fight. That's Rupert. Ru- Rupert is, is everywhere. You met a million Ruperts. You probably yep. know a million of Ruperts from when you were a kid. And Rupert's point of view is a kid's point of view. Matthew yeah. comes into the window Without, with to us as adults is a life changing thing. I just escaped a fucking government concentration camp for superhuman whatevers. I have this thing. I flew in your window, man. You know, like help me. I need help. I need somewhere to go. And Rupert says, "Yeah, I got it. I got to eat my dinner." Yeah, <laughs> because mom and dad said this was what has to happen, right? Yeah, I'm supposed to be doing my homework, Matthew. I'm gotta supposed go to be doing my homework. I can't do this with you. Yeah. So, you know, that again is a kid's point of view. I think what I what I think will connect a lot of people to this book and I definitely recommend if you're out there listening or watching on YouTube, I definitely recommend going to your local shop and ordering it or picking it up. What your writing, man, has layers upon layers and depth and like I know like no matter what walk of life you come from, you can connect to it. Like I connected a lot with with Matthew's relationship with his mother and Kind of, I didn't have that same experience. Why your but, mom's a prostitute? Yeah, no, no, oh, no. no. Oh, but no. like, I know like that feeling of, of being abandoned by your mom and all that, like mm-hmm. biologically and things like that. So you connect there, and then when you get to the story about David in in the military, I'm sure there's yeah. a lot of people that are in the military that feel like yep. you know I don't want to be here anymore and try to think yeah. of ways to get out of it and. It's just interesting, like the layers that this your storytelling go to to tell this story of a ten year old kid. Like, as on the on the surface, yes, it's a it's a story about a ten year old kid, but it's almost like an onion that as you peel it away, the more layers reveal themselves. You, you know what I don't like about a lot of comics 
or the newer comics is they don't do that anymore. They don't have, you know, set up the character. They don't do a good character study about, you know, what you're going to, it's, it's very, you don't care for that character until way in the, in the run. And it's nice to set that up early. Yeah. You just yeah, got to care about them. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. It did that. You're right, Brian. It, it seems like there's not a lot of depth anymore. Like, like they, they're more important. Almost like the cover is more important than what's in it. Yep. Like yeah. the, you know, they just th- this is your due date. Just get the story to us, and I, th- you know, I think. And, not- and if you look at you know some of the best you know comics, you know the runs and that we consider the greatest runs, you know, like Alan Moore's Swamp Thing and you know Frank Miller's stuff. That's what they did. They set up the character. They set up a strong character, and you know the book wasn't about what you thought it was going to be about because they did such a job, good job, you know, shoring mm-hmm. up that character. Well, mm-hmm. and I really like the way you wrote the character of Matthew's mother too, because in the first couple issues, you're you 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 kind of getting the understanding of what's going on through the things Matthew says, but really to him, he's just sent away, you know, because he thinks his mom's sick. And then you get to the last yep. couple of chapters that just came out, and when he he breaks out of prison or breaks away from the government, the first place he goes is to his mom. And of instead course, of helping right? him, That's the right. first place any boy would go is you, mm-hmm. you go straight back to mom, right? Yep. Everybody, and you hear about these guys dying in war, these hardcore kick-ass soldiers, you know, and they're sitting there with their guts laying on the ground beside them, and they're screaming for their mothers. You know, yep. it's something primal in us, right? The the your wife breaks up with you, something terrible happens. Who are you going to call? It's that yeah. nine month internal connection. Yeah. Damn right. It's, yeah, I mean. That oxytocin working magic. Yeah. But so, then, yeah, he, he goes to her, yeah. He goes back to mom, and but mom is more in, more worried about what trouble that's going to bring her. So then you kind of see that she basically got rid of him yeah. because it was what was best for her, not for him. Yeah. Like You start the that's, book thinking yeah. she sent him away because it was what was best for him, when in reality, yeah. it turns out to be what's best for her. And like yeah. that's what I told you on Twitter is, when he was like, <laughs> when he blasted, yeah, when he blasted Rupert, I'm like, he blasted his kid, but he didn't blast his mom. Like, like, it's, like it, it's still mom. Yeah. You'd never hurt your mom, man. It's still, mom. you know, it, 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 she could, that's that, that's why I said, you know, one of the most powerful, important, absolutely linchpin characters has, and she has the least amount of screen time, right? Um, yeah is Karen and it's because she starts the story she she gets paid by the government to relinquish her custody rights over Matthew she gives Matthew to the you know she is she propels Matthew from that point into what happens after right so when mom has finally said look get out of here you're you're gonna ruin this we have to what are you doing Yes, he's already said no. Yes, he started on a path. Now he has nothing to lose from that point. When as soon as that happens, and I know, as you said, you know, I think this will resonate. It's it, it's the beats like that, man, that mm. are going to resonate with people when they read that and they go, "That bitch," oh, you know, like oh, and, and after everything that we know he's been through, she doesn't know that. Yeah, but and even, it's- even so, you know. And it's cool to see the the character growth, especially like in in David in that short amount of time, because yeah. 
you know, Matthew comes to him and he's not sure what to do. And he, you know, he, he connects with him and you can tell he connects with him right away. And he knows like Matthew's sneaking out at night and sneaking around. And he says, I knew you're doing this, but I wanted to give you your space. Yeah. You know, he's not trying to be all on top of him and smother him and be in his face. And it's, it's cool where, you know, she signs her rights over to him. And this entire time he's doing nothing but trying to get him back. You know, and yeah. he builds the he, you know, finishes his robots and that whole thing goes down and he, he basically takes a bullet for his son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. to go from Did being you... a estranged father to taking a bullet, wanting to find your kid and take a bullet for him it, it, that quickly was I thought was was pretty cool. How well, I mean, the reason he was estranged was because he was told to stay away. Right. I mean, yeah. that's I mean. He was told so. I mean, and you could tell there's that panel where you know where he was leaving to Afghanistan, where you know you could tell you know he was telling them I had it was hard to leave. You know, you could tell. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it, so it comes back. He still had the love there, and that's why he's willing to take a bullet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he got back, and the reason that he could continue the reason why he was, you know, uh, again, Karen was very, she's a very powerful person. You know, she, she got him through what he needed to get through to get to Afghanistan and, uh, you know, bad things happened and, you know, not all men are equal and he comes home and, and, uh, you know, finds the worst situation that he can imagine and he dealt with it. And then all of a sudden he's given Matthew back and, that kind of, you know, it up until that point, you have to assume that he has not had another relationship, right? Like, <laughs> like that's it. He's 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 been with the robots, he's been with the computers since then, perfectly happy, you know, doing his thing. And then all of a sudden, this little human is back in his life, and he's you know absolutely overjoyed by it because Karen's not coming along. There's no baggage. It's just this boy, but at the same time, he doesn't have the tools to bond with him like he should be bonding, or maybe not. Who knows? I always think David's a very honest character, really. <laughs> like, you know, he does say to Matthew, "Look, man, this is weird for me too. Like, <laughs> I, 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 this is really sudden. I'm, I'm trying. You know, let's let's try." And um, yeah. Well, he almost he almost treats Matthew as an equal, and not as a child and you know, he, he kind of yeah. gives you that feeling of, look, I know we're navigating this together. Like I don't have the answers. You don't have the answers. We're kind of navigating this together and yeah. we're going to figure it out together. That's what I think too. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, you're, you're going to do the Ray gun one shot of them hanging out on San Diego, kicking back, you know, <clears throat> having a Coke and, you know, watching the waves then they could do the, that's to be the whole one shot. And then something yeah, happens. Yeah. Well, something happens when they're doing like a father son bonding vacation. <laughs> and, and then they, they have to like, they have to like, you know, his, his technical robot skills and, and his, uh, his skills can come together and they have to like, f- something happens. Then they, they yeah. do that as like a, as like the, the father's day one shot. The Rupert, the, the, are not the Rupert, the robots were really, really cool. Um, uh, Pip and squeak. Mm-hmm. So, I was dying when I was writing it. I was just, damn, I, I, I designed them and then Alonzo drew them exactly 
pretty much how I wanted them to be. Alonzo Molina, the artist, is it's fantastic. I you know the guy guy's working professionally in in South America, and he should be God God bless him. But um, I loved I loved the scene at uh, at the Bakers when they fought. Um, you know, father son versus basically the United States government, <laughs> and uh, yeah. How did that go over for you guys? Did you think that the robots were going to be able to do what they did? Because I always kind of wanted to keep it ambiguous as to what they could do. I, you know, what I thought that they, it was one of those, like he said they can do this, and they said it, you know, like you know, one, you know, goes around the perimeter, then the other one takes care of the problem when they find yeah. it. I thought what was going to kind of was going to happen with them. It was going to be like a clunk, clunk, smoke come out kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, cause you know that he had taken all this technology that he knew, but he had kind of, you know, put it together in his, you know, in his barn, you know, and I, I, that's what I kind of expected to happen. Like when it was time for them to shine, they weren't going to shine, but they did shine. Yeah. Yeah. I, so. I have to agree with Kyle. I kind of expected a very, um, like, womp, womp, helper, womp. like helper bot from Iron Man type vibe. Yeah, like it was just going to be like comedic relief, and it is kind of it's kind of cool seeing how he kind of befriends them. Where David's like, they have a job to do; they're not your friend. Don't don't make friends with them. But then <laughs> yeah. You still like you still see him in his bedroom and stuff, and he's talking to him. And yeah, it's. I just think there's so much, so many layers to this book, and the, all the every character shines in this book. I think. Um, tried, man. Yeah, I think you did a tried and succeeded. Yeah, definitely. You also oh, were, awesome. you know, harking back to when you were talking about uh, Alonzo, uh, I was looking at art, you know, just on the web, and mm-hmm. he is, he's absolutely killing it. I mean, he's doing a good job. So mm-hmm. it was really, uh, yeah. I actually like in the book that it looks like what he does is he's doing it. You could tell certain panels, he changes his style. Yep. And to like, almost to like grab and bring you in more like you like like i i've seen like a couple different artists in what he's doing in certain panels i'm like you know that i know that i know who he's like i don't know if he was trying for it or if it was to draw you in because you know if it was to draw you in i think it worked i i do too and you know he's he's uh he actually is in peru right now and he teaches art uh, as well as working as a comic book artist but he was originally an architect um so he could draw buildings and he can draw machines and he can draw the world around the characters perfectly and what i one of things i'm most proud of is there's not a lot of blank space behind people in this book there's, there, there's, you know, the, the time was taken by the artist to actually make the world and not just kind of make it so that, you know, there's a lot of white space. We knew at the beginning of the project that we were going to do it in black and white. Um, and to be able to do it successfully in black and white, um, you have to first of all, know how to gray tone. Mm-hmm. And so we, we had a great actually guy doing gray tones and the lettering um, and Apollo. And that really adds depth to the book. And if you look at great black and white books, they do the same thing. And also you have to have backgrounds. If you, if you have a black and white book that doesn't take shading tone 
and the weight of the inks seriously, then you don't have a really good book, right? It's it's going to look super cheap. And so it's kind of weird because I actually wanted it black, black and white. And so... Why did you want it black and white? Is it for that reason that you were just talking about? I, that? I, I love black and white books. I, I absolutely love black and white books. Um, you know, like... Um, Brat Pack is one of my favorite books. The One is one of my favorite books, both by Rick Veach. I love, I love Akira. You know the original series. I love. I I remember being a kid and and going to the comic book shop and buying like the second printing of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which was black and white, and just blew my fucking mind. I was like, I can't. What is what is this? Um, I've always really enjoyed black and white comics and I, I, I don't know why, but I thought for my first book, I want to make a black and white comic book. Yeah. It sounds like <laughs> you're, that, that's your homage to, you know, your, your love for the black and white comics. Is yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I know it's, it's kind of a turnoff for people, but I, I think I, if I they disagree. just saw it. Yeah. I, I think that a lot of people are getting used to it because like you were saying, there's a lot of books that they're doing that and hell the biggest book in the planet is black and white. So yep. that's true. Yeah. You know, I, I always forget about the blocking tips, but yeah, that's right. Yeah. It is black and white, isn't it? It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it adds a purity to the form. I think that's so amazing. A, a yeah. lot of the, a lot of the books uh, in Europe too. And are in black and white. I know a lot of the old warrior magazines and, and, yep. and you know, uh, Deadline magazines and stuff like that. There were a, yep. a lot of those are black and white. So, yeah, and it all depends on on like I said on how the book is presented. Like if you look at the best black and white books ever, they they're very detailed. They're hyper detailed. Yes, yes. Uh, there's always a background. There's always something to look at, and the the sense of motion and depth and field of view and stuff is is always really good. And with a color comic you're not necessarily going to have that because you can turn the wall behind you blue right so yeah it's a sky blue does you know and you don't have to put a cloud or you don't have to put a bird or you don't have to put a tree you know coming up behind to to signify since there's not a blank piece of paper does alonzo does alonzo uh draw on actual does he do it on uh the uh tablet or on an actual on an actual comic book I think I think he does it on a tablet after he's done the breakdown. So um, actually, he would always send me pen like real pencils. Yeah, that that he would you know scan and then send to me about about like a scene, and he'd be like, "What do you what do you think about this?" And I'd say, "Yeah, that's it." Ninety nine percent of the time was, "Yeah, that's it." There yeah. was just a couple times where I was like, "Ah, oh, man, I was thinking about like at one point." he put the president was Obama. <laughs> and, so I, and I was like, I don't know if we should make the president Obama. And he's like, Oh, well you didn't, you didn't specify like who would be the president. And at the time it was Obama. Right. And I go, yeah, but we're going to date it. Right. Like, yeah. You know, like somebody 20 years from now might pick That's up a the book point. and read it. So we don't want, you know, we don't want to be like, Oh, this is at that time. You can't date the book for at least 20 or 30 years if we don't put Obama as the president. Right. And so yep. it was like, Oh yeah, I didn't think about that. So, so he had to redo all the, all the president scenes. Um, that's, a, that's a good point. Cause you know <laughs> that, uh, 
I just want to let everybody know that the expo started yesterday and it goes till to September. Yeah. <laughs> it started May 21st. So I'm letting you all know that the, that the expo is going on. So if you guys want to go visit it. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of a co- uh, synchronicity striking. Yeah. And then the, the cool thing about the artist too is, you know, he could do these amazing backgrounds. Hold on, he, Kyle. The the expo doesn't start until May, not yesterday. Oh, damn it. Is it May? I thought it said March. Damn, I was all proud of that that I figured that out. He's all crown royaled up. God damn it. But oh, man, I'm all uh, but, bummed. But the cool thing is he could do the ray gun was a big thing when you have a key prop like that, like okay, trying to figure me. out what the, what the ray gun was going to be. Um, but he could also do other things that we needed, like the robots, um, the military stuff and the dinosaurs. And so that was the big one too, was I was really kind of worried about the dinosaurs. If that makes any sense. It's just yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's hard to draw a good dinosaur. And he did. Where, so. where is he from? Peru, man. He's he. When I met him, he was uh, a student finishing. I think his master's in something in San Diego. Yeah, and um, we met, and he really loved the story. And we, you know, I I kind of hashed out what I was thinking we would do, like uh, financially, and he he agreed thank god and he knew a guy that was still in peru working in the industry that was going to do the lettering and the gray tones and uh we got a schedule going for the work um and then he moved back to peru i guess a year or so ago maybe two years ago and he's been there since yeah but yeah i'd be uh, interested to see if uh he does uh commissions and stuff might be cool yeah i would imagine he does yeah get a ray gun commission yeah, yeah, I would. I would oh man, that would be does. super cool. Yeah, that's why you yeah. know, these, there's so many artists now that are doing everything on uh, their computers or, or tablets or lap, whatever, yep. and uh, you don't have that original uh, physical art, you know, pages to buy, and sometimes that's kind of a bummer. Because, you know, there's. Mm-hmm. You, I agree. You know, you find your favorite book, and especially you know something that isn't on the big two, um, you, and it makes it a little bit you know, more personal once you're able to buy that stuff. And um, yeah, so, but yeah, I, I completely agree. That's another reason why I wanted it printed. Yes. You know, yes. Like you have it right. You, this is it. I, this is this, I can give it to my kid. Yeah. And say, look, you know, this is, this is yours. I made this, this, you can make something too. You know, the, I was going to, I, I, I was going to ask you if, uh, if you had a special spot on, on a bookshelf for it, ready to go. Yeah, I guess. As soon as I have it, <laughs> always one of the coolest things about having you know big, nice trade collection or you know, you know, big absolute edition, just displaying them in a in a bookshelf. So I yeah. can imagine having my own comic. Yeah, sure. and I'm sure it's going to be a very like surreal moment when you're actually holding it physically. I in know, your man. Hand I know, I know. Versus I don't seeing like all these. All these this, people that are like, this is what it looks like holding it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Thanks for sapping that moment for me. <laughs> but what? Hey, when, Kyle, can you find the the full page of the dinosaurs? Yeah. Yeah. One thing I really like about Alonzo's art too is it's not lazy at all. Like last week, if you watched last week's show, I was criticizing um, 
Ramos, Humberto Ramos, who was doing Spider Man for doing like lazy a long time, right? He did his lazing for a long time. Well, and he just he just did the first issue of the new the new run that's going on, and it was this lazy artwork. Like he drew Spider Man laying on the ground; it was all like deformed. It looked like an empty yeah. suit, but it wasn't. But like in that's the there, in the yeah. scene when they're at the expo, just everybody in the background, even though they're simple drawings, they look symmetrically yeah. right. They don't look out of place. They don't look all wonky and and like the one foot or leg bigger than the other like they look yeah. really well so he definitely took his time and didn't get he lazy did. on on any panel in this book he did and and i mean to be fair i i i, I paid him absolutely professional wages for the industry you know and i i didn't rush him i didn't i didn't i never rushed him we did we didn't we never even submitted the comic until we had two issues in the can you know, it yeah. was it was it was already there. We were going to produce it. My, I have a very supportive wife, you know, and she said, <laughs> we're, "If if you want to do this, then we're going to do this." And in fact, after issue four, I was almost ready to give up. I was so pissed off. I was just like, you know, this is such a it's so hard, and it costs so much money, and we could be doing so much other things. And I, you know, she she knows that this is this is my outlet, and this is this is I love comics. I always have, you know, and. Um, she said, no, we're going to finish this and it doesn't matter if we don't have a publisher now, when one comes along, we'll have it and we can just, we can just go. And so to have a partner who's, who's that committed to, to helping you achieve something, you know, is really, really cool, man. I'm oh, you know, yeah. I mean, I think one of Kyle and I's favorite thing to do, if you listen to people who listen to the show for a long time, we're doing comic book reviews is we like to pick out the art on the book and kind of poke fun at the artist for like bad art or, you know, terrible, terrible things where people don't look the way they're supposed to. And I don't think there's a single panel in this book that I could pick out where I I can do that. Like he really yeah. took his time and everything is beautiful. And I actually think that this right here is like my favorite page oh, that he yeah. did. Like that page oh, is just yeah. absolutely beautiful. Like the helicopter busting apart in the background and all the fire. And it's just, it's an absolutely gorgeous page. Yeah, it is. And it, that's a black and white. Isn't yeah. that crazy? Look at that pop. Right. And that's, that's a black and white comic book. If he was ever going to sell the original, that'd be something I would go after right there. Is that page right yeah. there? Well, he's on Twitter, man. If you guys yeah. want, you can hit him up, you know, I'm, I'm sure he'll, he'll be listening to it. He's, he loves Ray gun. You know, we're still communicating and, um, he, he, he got really into the characters too. Um, it was interesting. Like, you know, as much as we had to think about Matthew and, the first concept sketch he sent to me about Matthew was, was it the very first one. So imagine that you've had this kid in your head for years and all of a sudden somebody sends you a, a drawing of that kid and it, that that's the kid. And, you know, I was very prepared to be like, oh, I don't know, man, maybe change this, maybe do this, maybe, you no, know, it was it. That was Matthew. And so I knew I had a good partner on this because he knew Matthew already he read the scripts and he knew he knew, you know, he, it was great. It was awesome. Uh, hopefully the next project I work on has either him or a partner like him. I was going to ask good. you because you said that you got so frustrated at some point, yeah, what, what your future, you got any plans to do another book or, you know, yeah. continue on the, the Ray gun stuff. I thought uh, it was well, day one shot. 
Ray, the father's besides the, the father's day Russia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ray gun. It depends. We'll have to talk to our can and we'll see what the sales are like. And you know, if they want to go in on something or whatever, but Ray gun, I have planned until Matthew's, you know, well into his twenties, actually there's That's two awesome. more, two more series. And, um, but that will be through Arcana, and um, yeah, that is what it is right now. Um, I, I wanted to make sure that what you guys have right now is Ray. That's Raygun. That's the story. It's, it's it. If you know, if if there's like you know, so many people in the future that are like you know, give us more, give us more. It's there. I love that story. I'll go back to it. But I I, I have more in me for other things, and um, like you said, it is. I do kind of go deep into projects. And so if I was going to be writing Matthew, I'd be in Matthew's head again and Matthew's world again for a long time. I don't know if I want to do that right now. I'm working on a new thing called the thief, the wizard and the warrior. Um, it's something I've been working on for shit, seven years, I guess. And, um, yeah, the scripts scripts for issue one is done. Um, I write everything in series um, I don't write uh, like a single issue of something and then just, you know, send that to be commissioned. I'll write the first six issues, plan the first 24, and then start working with an artist. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the next thing. Um, it's big. It's really big. It's um, very different from Raygun. Yeah. So I have to ask, and, you know, if you can't talk about it, I understand. With the way um companies are buying up comic book properties right now have you been approached yet about turning reagan into a netflix show or a series or anything along those lines no no not yet but i mean you know it just got released um but the arcana the publisher of reagan started as a devoted comic book publisher but they're they they handle IP for animated features now. You know, their studio is full of animators. They mm-hmm. they make they make animated movies, you know, that show on wherever. And um one of the conversations with the CEO of Arcana, Sean Riley, was like this is they wanted the the property to pitch. Um they they saw the potential in it as being something else, a movie or animated series or something. Um that was their, that was why they wanted to invest in the the property, um, which I'm for, man. Hey, great, you know, put it on the screen, do whatever, make a make a make an animated feature. I'm 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 for that. Um, yeah, and hopefully one day that'll happen. But like I said, I got more in me. I got, you know, I'm thinking about the future and thinking about, um, you know, connecting with other publishers and showing them ray gun and just kind of showing them like hey you know i can do this you know i i do love comics i can i can write you know a a, a spider-man or you know a nightwing or something so well i was just asking it's interesting to see the way the industry is going that they're moving away from the big two and they're they're stretching out like one of the biggest things in the world right now is umbrella academy you know yeah. and that came from a a third-party publisher so it's dark horse like yeah. yeah dark horse not one of the better you know not it's not like it's not known but it's not one of the it's not the big two that or well the big three including image now that are yeah. pumping everything out so it, it 
I was just wondering if they were, you know, you'd been approached yet because it'd be interesting. It looks like they're they're out there looking for something just like this kind of a pro, an, or a brand new early property that they can, you know, get Sink tied into, into, right? Sinked into their teeth into and get tied into like right away. Honestly, I have pretty high hopes. I mean, can you guys not imagine this? Like it just it. My original thing was like I said to you guys years ago. Uh, when I was living in Vancouver, after I came off of a, a weird like Tesla fascination, um, I tried to write Raygun originally as a screenplay, and I got about halfway through it and realized nobody's ever going to make this goddamn movie. This is this is a thirty million dollar <laughs> movie, you know. Like this isn't like I'm I'm pissing in the wind here, and it wasn't until a couple years later when I spoke to my friend Igor Corday, who's a you know, a fairly accomplished artist. And he asked me, do you have any ideas? Are you still writing? You're like, what's going on? I was doing something else at the time. And I was like, well, I got this. And, and he wrote back and he said, do it. That, that is a great story, man. Do it. You know, write it, write it. I'll read it. I'll, I'll help you. And so that's, that's why I was kind of like, oh yeah, it is a good story. I can make that a comic. So it wouldn't surprise me if somebody saw a movie in it. It wouldn't surprise me if somebody saw an animated feature in it. I mean, the genesis was to be that. It was kind of half-assed because most people write comics to make movies. Mm-hmm. And I wrote a movie that became a comic. <laughs> so it could it could go the other way, yeah. Excellent. Awesome. Well, I definitely appreciate you joining us tonight. And I, yeah, you're man. more than welcome to hang out. I just don't want to take up any more of your time. I know it's... Saturday yeah, no, afternoon there. Uh, so. Yeah, I better jet the wife and the kids are at a karaoke place. Um Ooh. like totally like giving me my privacy, but um so there's they're singing tunes in the, at a bar. They are, yeah. I'm gonna text <laughs> them when we're done. But um I just wanna say, Matt, Kyle, um, you guys, you know thank you so much. You guys have been very, very supportive of me. Uh you know, you you've been very, very helpful. You've from day one, you've been on board with this project, and um, I've really, really enjoyed your input, and I've really enjoyed uh, speaking to you about this. And like, I, you know, no matter what's happening, I want to keep in touch, and I'm always going to be listening to this show. You guys are are just the the best of the best. Um, you know, I do other podcasts and talk to other people, but like, you guys are. I I started listening to you guys because, um, I felt. I felt really out of touch here because I, you know, I'm, I'm in Tokyo and I could listen to you guys talk and it was my buddies back home having, cause that's how we talk. You know, that's, we, we, we love comics. We love role-playing games. We love movies. We, we are, we are absolute geeks too. And, you know, I just really appreciate this time you've given me and yeah, I love you guys. And just like, you know, let's keep in touch for sure. Um, for sure, the for t-shirts, sure. the t-shirts I am going to have, but, um, <laughs> there, there's a problem here. I tried to get them made in Japan, but in Japan, they don't make your sizes. Like, <laughs> like it's, if I buy an extra, extra large here, it's like a, like a large in Canada. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, we, we got, we're, we're going to do merch. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah, I got yeah. you. But, um, I just wanted to say thank you all so much. Okay. And tell, you know, tell Jose too that, yeah, I really appreciate his, his content and the input you guys have. Sweet. Thank you. Yeah. We yeah. definitely and appreciate thank that. Thank you for Raygun. 
Yeah, it means you're a welcome. lot. And you, like I said, you're a dude. You're a fantastic writer. You're killing it. The, there's absolutely, you know, no doubt in my mind that one day when this is all said and done, if the right people get a hold of this, your name could be up there with with some of the greats. And thank you. Dude, like Ray Gunn's a fantastic star, dude. I can't wait to see what comes next from you. It, it, I can guarantee you that as long as you keep writing them, I'll keep reading them. <laughs> awesome. But, you know, it's. Cool. It's a fantastic story. I hope great things come for you out of this book. I really do because it's a, it's a fantastic book. And I just want to urge everyone again that listen to this podcast or watching it live on YouTube, go out to your local comic shop, man. Request Raygun. It order this book. You won't be sorry. It's a fantastic book. It's a fantastic mm-hmm. story. Um, the art is beautiful, and it's just for a first attempt, man. Being your first book, you you definitely knocked it out of the park. Thank you very much. Yes, so, sir. We'll All definitely right. let you go. But again, appreciate your time and thanks for coming on. And we'll talk to you again real soon, man. Have a good night, guys. You All too. Right, thanks, yep, have a good day. Exciting stuff, guys. Yeah, it's, it's a good book. Everybody out there. If it is find, a fantastic book. Go to your local comic store. Ask them to order it. They can look it up in their systems. They can get it through Diamond. So there's it's no problem for comic stores to be able to order it. He's but, definitely a stand-up dude. So. Yes, for sure. But all right, let's get into the meat and potatoes of what makes this show this show here. All right. I feel, Tim? I feel bad Tim for Tim because he's been sitting there like a statue for the last hour while we talk about He Greg, turned into Deadpool. He turned into Deadpool. Yeah. He, must have, he must have to take a shit. <laughs> I, did, I feel bad because, you know, I'm, I'm glad that Tim could join us tonight and I really wanted him on the show. It, I feel bad that this happened, that the book got released when you were supposed to come on the show because we'd already promised him in advance when it was supposed to release a month ago that we were going to have him on an interview. And, and it just now happened to come out the same week you were supposed to be on the show. So I definitely apologize for that. That's cool. It's I'm a, I'm excited to find the book. I can't find it anywhere local here. So, uh, I didn't know that I was going to have to pre-order it. I figured, uh, it might've, one of the local stores might've just picked it up, but I yeah, I think there you'll find uh, you might find one or two, but definitely the the ease of being able just to have them order it through Diamond and it, it would really be there cool. the next yeah it'll be there the next uh, the next cycle of books it'll be in with it so you know and Arcana's Arcana used to be a really cool independent little studio and um, it's interesting what he was how he was talking about that and the label and stuff and I really hope that. Uh, he's able to continue, you know, with that property and that Arcana, I don't, you know, I don't know how those labels, you know, stuff works. So it, I hope he, uh, he still has all the rights to it so he can, you know, do what he wishes with it. It'd, it'd be cool to see it on Netflix. For sure. A, and know, I hope as, as a movie or something, it'd be cool. You know, the, the CEO or publisher guy for Arcana, um, He's he's right. He's a big he's a big anime guy, and he does a lot of. They're doing some a lot of animation, and hell, even an animation would be cool. Hell yeah! But yeah, um, Jay says in the chat, Tim pulled a Brian. <laughs> he, he just left. He just disappeared. Yeah, he just Where left. the fuck did he go? <laughs> Turned uh, into Deadpool. So yeah. how's it going, Tim? Wait till I fall asleep here in about twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's well, like I was one a, o'clock huh? in the morning. Oh, oh man. man, we could 
we can we can we can make little memes of you nodding hey, off. Yeah, that's that's one of the things. You come on this show, you become subject to being memed into the dumbest <laughs> shit I can think of. So, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. you might cool. have Kyle turning you into dust with the Infinity Gauntlet, or it could be worse. Yeah, yeah could, I think I'm going to change that to my profile picture. I think I give Brian the best one of all. Yeah. That he's looking for <laughs> looking to be hired. Yeah, I love that, man. Especially the second one. I thought about I thought about doing other things, but I know your your job and you've mentioned before you don't there's certain things that you don't want to talk about. So I left yeah. those individual things off. And you know what's funny about that, man, is I'm I'm get I've kind of got to the point where I'm like, you know what? Screw it, man. I'm just gonna just gonna live my truth man i hate that shit that you gotta deal with that nowadays like you gotta hide shit yeah so i mean it's not like anything i'm doing is crazy but i think it just gets to a point where you just get get tired of your job so it doesn't matter anymore (laughs) jay says tim is fair game yes he is (laughs) (laughs) i won't do that to you i won't do that to you though you gotta be on these two shows yeah small price to pay to be on an episode of the premiere podcast in Arizona. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look at the, look at the respect. <laughs> oh, shit. Fuck every other podcast you do, Brian. That's respect right there. <laughs> I'm just that, kidding. Hey, I forgot to ask, when is uh, uh, Free Comic Book Day? May the 4th. Uh, the first, yeah, the first Saturday in May. Yeah, I think this year it's May the 4th. So it's I have Star Wars Day and Free Comic Book Day, huh? Yeah, it hasn't been that in like, what, like four years? Four or five? Man, I haven't been to a Free Comic Book Day in a long time. I remember back in the day, those things are really, really awesome to go to. you got a lot of really cool, cool books. and Well, Jesus Christ, one of the hottest books right now in Umbrella Academy was a Free Comic Book Day book. Yeah, I feel, I feel a little shitty because I sold, sold those for, you know, 50 bucks a pop, and I think at one point, they were, you know, a couple hundred dollars a pop raw. So raw. It's actually uh, unreal how that shit has, you know, caught fire. Right. People love it. And right, it's, it's a great idea. It's a great story. It's really cool. And I think the actors that got to play the parts in the in the Netflix show are really good. There's a couple of them that are just outstanding. But. I, I agree. I, I gotta get you know what? I gotta give a shout out to my sister in law. Yeah, she, her band. She's I've talked about it before. She's in a band called the Darts, the Darts US. You guys can Google it, go on YouTube. She tours all across the country in Europe. Well, DC approached her and her band about having one of their songs in one of the next episodes of Doom Patrol. So I think that's that's fucking cool. That fuck yeah. Getting some of that DC money, fuck. Right? Do you guys see where? Uh, where I think I told this to Kyle. They that for the next season of Titans, they're going to do the the Ravager storyline with Deathstroke's daughter. Mm-hmm. That's fucking cool. Yeah, because I know they cast they cast Superboy already, yeah, and they cast Deathstroke too. Did they? Yeah, Isai Morales. Mm, Should have yeah. been uh, the same dude who played him in Arrow. Yeah, he, that was good. Lisa Morales looks like a good casting too. I just really bummed out that that character never fleshed out for the um, the Batman movies. It's so. still it's still possibly could. 
Yeah. Who knows? But, um, so yeah, what do you guys, what are you guys' opinions on, uh, the fact that they're coming out and saying that the next Transformers movie, we're actually going to see them bump uglies. Is that something that you thought you needed to see or questioned? Stupid. How stupid. That's ridiculous. Way to push an agenda. (laughs) Fucking Alex Jones conspiracy. Speaking of Alex, did you see him on uh, the Joe Rogan podcast? Oh, hell yeah, man. I don't miss it when he's on there. Oh, dude. I have to admit, I'm kind of (laughs) retarded. I love when he got all pissed off at Eddie Bravo because Eddie Bravo was just fucking with him. Choke me out. Choke me out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to listen to that episode now. You got to watch it. It's hilarious. Were you going to say something about uh, Transformers, Tim? Yeah, what, I, I'm lost about the Transformers getting it on. What? Where did that come from? So they came out and said that in the after the success of Bumblebee, they're going to continue doing more Transformers movies, and that in an upcoming movie, there's a potential that we're going to see them bump uglies and see a love scene or a sex scene between the Transformers, because apparently that's a thing and people want to know how that works. Robots don't have sex. Come on. They're yeah. living organisms, Kyle. The all spark. <laughs> they have urges. I just figured they'd like build their kids and then hit them with a little all spark juice. And yeah, kind of like in the movie, you know, where they, they yeah. did the same thing. They just, it just did its thing. Isn't that how all kids are built with a little all spark juice? Yes. <laughs> yeah. All of them. <laughs> on accident. It depends on how long it's been. It could be a lot of all spark juice. <laughs> yeah. Oops. What do you mean? Oops. Nothing. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Lots just, of I, all spark juice. I just, you know, I just can't imagine them sitting in a room where they're like, "What? What do we need to do to really, to really throw a curveball at the Transformer audience and let's do something different?" Well, why don't why, why don't we have them have sex, Johnson? Great idea. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. Where the, Jason, where the robot is banging the dryer. He said, yeah, he's talking about robot chicken. Yeah. <laughs> is that right before Octopus Prime finds out he has cancer? I mean, it's the internet. When anything out there, there's porn of it. Isn't that the rule, rule 34 or something like that? that there's a porn version of everything. And the internet rules. So, I mean, there's already, I, in preparation, full disclosure for this episode, again, I have no shame. I'm the guy that talked about putting a dildo on his head over a staple. (laughs) Yeah. Which we need to pull this weekend. I looked up Transformer sex and people are already got it covered. Like it's, it's already been covered. If you really want to know, just Google it. Um, In your adventures, did you find anything? Was there any GoBot ones? I didn't see any go back. I mean, I, I, I'm asking for I didn't a see I didn't see any of the discounted transformer the Kmart of Transformers. But I just I can go you know, it's um I don't think it's something we need to see, but there are people out there that probably have some sort of fetish on it. I mean, right I, now that's the whole VR thing is is about basically fucking a robot, so I think it's easy as hell, but and you know it's it, it sounds so ridiculous, but watch, they're gonna they're going to do it and they're going to pull it off in such a way where we're like, that was fucking awesome. It's going to show, it's going to, it's going to show the female transformer on her knees with her mouth open and all the like, oil goes all over her face. It's all like black oil all over. Her. 
I've already seen the dude fuck a robot in the movie Her and heard it. I don't I don't need to to witness that awkwardness again. They need to do like the team of her scene. Yeah. <laughs> I I just don't think it needs to happen. There needs there's no robot love scene needs to happen. If you wouldn't show us Megan Fox getting it on with someone in those movies, we don't need to see Transformers getting it on. Is it with a with a Transformer or I don't, I don't care, well, yeah, either way. I mean, that's dude. Yeah, a transformer just turning into her her dildo, her masturbation paraphernalia. That's a missed opportunity right there. Oh that, my god, that, that would definitely be it. That that's a million dollar idea right there. You should trademark that. Yeah, but it, that one's definitely going to be a gobot. A yeah, tran- a br- robot that turns into a dildo is going to be a gobot. There, there you go. <laughs> it's, that's a missed opportunity right there. That's a million dollar idea. A transformer that just transforms into a sex toy. I bet you they already got one. I bet you there's some sex company that made out, you know, a fake uh, one. What a fake transformer that just transforms into a dildo. Yeah. Could you imagine your fucking wife or girlfriend having that, and you have a kid or something, and he finds it and he's playing with it and That's trying to transform her into a giant. That's the first thing I thought when we said that, <laughs> just catching your kid playing with it, like trying yeah. to transform it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get its helmet to stay on. Mom, you have Transformers too? Yeah. I don't understand how these big giant feet work. How is that correct? How does he walk? <laughs> the testicles transform into the feet. <laughs> but I just I don't see how that's gonna work. But whatever. I think it's gonna be awkward as fuck. We but don't have Michael we, Bay anymore, so we're gonna we're gonna have Transformers sex. We can't have explosions. we can't <laughs> we can't have an orgasm of explosions. So we're gonna have a robot orgasm. Fuck, man! I'll bring it back. But However, the Bumblebee happens. was was really good, right? You saw that, Matt? Right? No, I loved Bumblebee. Yeah, I thought yeah, Bumblebee was a fantastic movie. But I don't. It doesn't mean I need to see robot sex in it. Oh no! Fuck no! Yeah. So the other big the big uh, story this week was uh, the Fox and Disney merger finally went through um, on Wednesday morning, and man, did Disney royally bend Fox over and fuck them in the ass! Oh yeah, and I'm really surprised that they allowed that to happen. You know, the government seventy one billion dollars ass fucking is what Fox just took. Yeah. Because they lost almost every property they had. They fought to keep the Simpsons. And I guess Disney said, if we don't get the Simpsons, we're pulling the deal. So they threw in the Simpsons. So they now have the the rights to the Simpsons. Everything they got in that deal, Disney, Disney like robbed them. Uh, Disney is unbelievable right now with the titles that they have. They're like, uh, you know, fucking their monopoly right now. Well, I don't. There's not. They can't be in the monopoly because there's still Sony out there, and there's, you know, Warner Brothers. There's other studios out there. So, but in in the deal, Disney obtains the entertainment assets to The Simpsons, Family Guy, Fantastic Four, The X Men, Deadpool, Planet of the Apes, Alien, Predator, The X Files, American Horror Story, Ice Age, Rio, Home Alone. The Sound of Music, Miracle on 34th Street, Titanic, Avatar, and many others. Wow. Fucking, they just nailed it out of the ballpark with that. 
Disneyland's going to be fucking the state of Rhode Island now. I can't wait for the Miracle on 34th Street MCU crossover. There you go. Awesome. So uh, how long is it going to take for them to get a Silver Surfer going? Probably a while, if they do. They got Look, to, right? That's Kevin that. Feige already said, you're getting an X-Men movie. We're going to remake the X-Men. So yeah. if you have any preconceived notions that they're not going to recast Wolverine, you might as well throw them out the fucking window because it's going to happen. They're going to yeah. recast everyone. Yeah. And their casting is probably going to be better than Hugh Jackman, even though Andrew, Hugh Jackman was a fantastic casting. Marvel and Disney really have not done a bad job casting these characters yet. Um, my question is, how many of these people are you going to see sign on if they start optioning an X-Men versus Avengers movie? Do you see Tony? Do you see? Um, Chris Evans coming back. Do you see Robert Downey Jr. coming back? Do you see um, all these characters coming back for an Avengers vs. X-Men movie? No, they're going to have to recast the actors. Yeah, They'll recast them? Oh, yeah. They've already all said they're done. Yeah. Uh, I think think there's ways to get people to come back. You throw enough dollar signs. They have enough dollar signs. They don't give a shit. Well... I think Robert Downey Jr. would do it because he owes a lot to to Marvel. He basically owes his career relaunching to Marvel. I think it all depends on how long they're they're in it for. So if it's just a couple scenes here and there like he did on Spider-Man, then yeah, all day, every day. I just don't think he wants to do the long three-month stints. I don't think it really – Jay asked in the chat why Fox is selling their, their properties. I, I think they're hurting and they're not making enough money on their movies and they're they're losing money on on films and I think they had to. Yeah, they're hemorrhaging. Would it be weird to, it would be weird to see the Simpsons on uh something <coughs> Well, I don't think they're gonna change I think right now from early reports is that they're still gonna keep the the two divisions separate so like fox tv is still going to remain fox it's not going to be like disney See, i thought i read an article so they, oh. already, they already sent out the layoff letters and all kinds of stuff no got, disney the, the, dude, the head dude from fox has already stepped down well though he stepped down but i from what I, the first article i read and it might have changed since then because i haven't really looked into it since it was announced but they they are acquiring the entire fox work staff so they're bringing everybody over and keeping them on. I didn't hear anything about them planning to lay anybody off other than the CEOs because it's going to be Disney in charge of it now. But from what I heard is they were going to they were talking about operating on both separately. So Fox TV was still going to stay Fox. They're not going to change the name of the network or anything like that. And the Simpsons are going to stay where they are in Family Guy and, and all of that. But um, they, should, they should rename it Dizox. Dizox? Disney Fox? Yep. Just like Disney owns ABC and they didn't re- rebrand ABC or ESPN. Yeah. yeah. So I think the, that property will all stay the same. But Well, uh, Disney's not getting the sports properties from Fox, right? That's the only thing they're keeping? Um, I believe so. I, I'm not sure. I'm not 100% sure on the sports properties. Yeah, I think the sports properties like the, the local Fox Sports Arizona, Fox Sports Anaheim, whatever, you know, I think – they're keeping those. Disney didn't want those. Or they wanted them, but maybe it wasn't worth the money they were asking. Because I think I think Fox as the channel is a separate entity from their their studios from 20th Century Fox. 
or 21st century Fox or whatever the fuck it is. I think it's a different entity. So that's where all the sports stuff is staying with Fox because they just paid a shit ton of money to the WWE to have SmackDown on Fox starting this, this fall. So that's huge. What season did, uh, Simpsons, uh, predict, uh, Fox, a Disney company. I can't remember what season it was, but they did it. Did yes, they, they really? Did. They yeah. Oh yeah. The, the Trump presidency, right? They, yeah, dude, they predicted that too. Well, I mean, you throw enough shit at the wall for years and years and years, you're going to get a few, right? Yeah. I mean, but I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. The shit that they write and then, and then it, you see it. It's just, it's wild. I just hope because I heard rumors. I was reading an article today that the the next uh, big space thing is going to be the Eternals, and that's going to be their way to bring in Galactus. So, if they uh, if that's what they plan on doing, that'd be pretty dope. They predicted it 19 years ago. <laughs> 20th Century Fox, a division of the Walt Disney Company. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> But it's amazing how the the Simpsons have done that continuously with many things. Yeah, the writing on that show is unreal. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they they come up with and what characters show up. No, I don't think any of these characters are showing up in Endgame. So don't get your hopes up for that. I really don't think it's it's going to happen. I think the Eternals might show up because they've been talking about the Eternals for a while, but not any of the uh, the Fox properties. I agree uh, with you on that. I don't know. I don't know, but I don't think any of that's showing up in Endgame. Post-Endgame, maybe, but I don't see any of that. And all all the fan theories now are getting dumb about, oh, this is going to turn the create the X-Men, and the Infinity Stones are going to be responsible for creating the X-Men. And it's like, come on now. No, nah, it'll be a different event. And, and anything it's going to have to do with the quantum realm, because they've kind of already hinted at that in, in uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. God, that movie's fucking terrible. No, it's not. I think the you're first right. one I hear is really good. I and enjoyed the second one more than the first one. The second one was just... I don't know. I was sitting there, and I was watching it, and when I seen an ant welding dude, I was out. <laughs> like seriously i was like does how does anybody not notice that they have a, a goddamn ant in the fucking tunnel welding shit like it's no big deal like you go to school to learn to do that they got this fucking ant just just doing it like no hank, hank pym is connecting to them though so it's it's no like, i don't give a fuck to do. I, don't, I don't give a shit man the fucking ant they're welding Maybe you just didn't have the right ant farm growing up. I guess right? not. I guess not. I got. The, I ordered. I ordered the cheap one. My parents yeah. didn't have a lot of money. So. There was no vocational facility. <laughs> I don't know. I just your parents forgot to get you the Derek Zoolander school for ants, huh? Yes. You got sea monkeys instead. Yeah. But that whole movie was just kind of blah. Like it was just like there. Like there was no real villain in it. There was real no. It was just kind of there. Like it was just there to fill a space and to move it along. And I really think they just kind of did it so that at the end, 
when the snap happens that Hank and all of them go away and he's stuck in the quantum room. Like, yeah, I think that was what the whole part of that movie was for is to keep him. That's how he got to not, you know, like maybe if he wasn't in the quantum realm, he would have left with everybody else. But, but you so don't like it. You you don't like it. And that it's, it is a filler movie, but isn't that what makes the MCU so much better than the DC universe is that Marvel will put out those filler movies that connect their stories instead of, the way DC's doing it. I mean, DC just hasn't put out as they just haven't been pumping out movies for 10 years. Well, it's not just that, if, but if like they're pumping out movies like this and they were, they were connecting them. Then yeah, I, I could see that, but you don't, you don't I, think that they should have like built towards the justice league, kind of the same way Marvel built towards the Avengers and that Marvel was built towards Infinity Wars, and now they're building towards Endgame. Well, I, I think what happened is if they did it like that, oh, here's a fucking copy of Marvel. They're fucking building up to the Justice League. You know what I mean? I, I don't think so. I think they would be in a much better position than they are right now. I just think it would have been just – I think they tried to do something different. What do you think, Tim? Uh, that's That's a mess. That's a complete mess. The whole DC universe is a mess. Yeah, uh, big time. That, <clears throat> but I don't think anything they could have done would have helped. There's nothing they could have done to help them. That just it's just what happens when it's you know it's like a Windows phone. It, it just it was just it came out to you and it just didn't work. Everything uh, went off went off the rails after they they uh, made the different cut for Suicide Squad. That's when everything went off the rails. That I think it was further back. I think it was Batman Superman. They they butchered that movie, and we really needed a a Ben Affleck Batman movie before that. You you tried to cram so much into that movie, you know. We we had to see Bruce Wayne's parents die again. We have Lex Luthor picking up uh, Vine videos of metahumans all around the world for no fucking reason, um, and it. It, that entire movie was just to introduce everything, and because of that, it was a mess. It, it needed to be broken up a little bit more. You know, Wonder Woman comes out of nowhere. Uh, that that movie was the the comic book movie equivalent of like porn. It was really great stuff to look at, but the story sucked. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Have you ever watched Brazzers? They have some pretty interesting stories. I don't have a premium account. Uh, want a password? <laughs> <laughs> you want to borrow Brian's? <laughs> but yeah, I I tend to agree. It's and I, I think it goes back further. I think it goes back as far as um Superman Don or the first Henry Cavill Superman movie. I thought Henry Cavill Superman was awesome. I liked it too. He's a good Superman, but I thought I thought the movie was terrible. I don't know, just all the DC movies are just even though they try to be dark, they're quirky. Like when Zod is laser beaming down a hallway and these people are freaking out and they can really literally take twenty steps to the left and go around the corner and they're in safe. It's it's oh it's just got its quirkiness to it and it's just I don't know. The best thing that I think that came out of Justice League was was Ben Affleck Batman and the Flash, but they can't even get a Flash movie together to save their lives. Do you hear about what's going on with that? Where Ezra Miller is going to be writing it with Grant Morrison? 
Is yeah, now, yeah, now, then they like they went from couldn't keep a director to scrap. This is like the third script scrap and rewrite. I'm stoked that Grant Morrison's writing it though. That's <coughs> awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was hoping what they were going to do with Flash is that was what was going to give us our reset. You know, do a uh, do a flashpoint. That's what I was really hoping for because it would have been a justified reset. Yep. I mean, but, it would have been okay. It wouldn't have been a big, it wouldn't have been a big deal, because that's what is meant to happen. So I think <laughs> it's going to come to be that Wonder Woman is where you get your reset, because I don't think you're going to see any more team up movies from DC. I think they're going to stick with with Wonder Woman and Aquaman standalones, and then Shazam. From what I'm hearing, Shazam's going to be a huge success. And yeah, so that, that I, Wonder Woman is a standalone. It's it's all by itself. The new one. Yeah. But like I think you're just gonna see. And then they're talking about the Batman movie and setting that in the 1990s, and people are going crazy about that. If you're gonna do a Batman movie set in the past, you gotta have like 90s original cowl Batman and and actually get like a jacked actor, not some like tiny linky dude that you gotta make look ripped. And it's interesting to see where what lines people draw on that kind of stuff. But even moving forward, there's consequences or repercussions because they tried to lay groundwork in even Batman Superman with all the the future telling of the nightmare world with Bruce having his nightmare in the Batcave and uh, Barry comes up and is talking about how he's too early and Lois is the answer. So they, yeah. you know, they tried to lay all this groundwork. and then They tried to set Flashpoint up at that time and – yeah, and that, they, now the only thing that's going to survive, it looks like, is Jason Momoa and Gail Godot. Other than that, it looks like everybody else is about to be gone. Well, they're saying that uh, that Ezra Miller is that his name? Ezra Miller, Matt, is that his name? Yeah, they're saying that the only reason that he, the main reason that he's wanting to be uh, part of the writing team is because he really, really wants the role, and there's rumors that they want to recast him, and he just really wants to play that role, so he's you know, saying, okay, I'm going to help write so that makes it harder for them to do that. I thought he was a decent Barry Allen. Like, I thought he did a good job. Same with me. I agree. He, he maybe made it more where Barry Allen, instead of being just eccentric and quirky, he felt like he had a, a brush of autism. But, yeah, you know, it's... He, he, I, I, I like the way he did it. He made it in his own. Yeah, he was one of the really good things in Batman versus Superman. <clears throat> But then, yeah, you got the 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 reports of Ben Affleck saying he would totally be down to come back and do another Scott, uh, um, Zack Snyder Justice League movie. So, yeah, are you in or out, Affleck? Like, that's yeah, that's what I'm not getting here is are you in or out? And I don't think it's him. You don't think it's him? I don't think it's him. Who do you think it is? I think, think it's, it's Warner Brothers. I think it. Yeah, I think it's somebody in there. Dude, Ben Affleck looked at his wife. Now he doesn't want him to be Batman. It's just that's just, I think something. He doesn't have a wife. They're divorced. But I get what you're saying. CEO looked. Ben Affleck looked at dude's wife. Oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. Or he tried to have sex with her in a very uncomfortable place, like in the, like <laughs> in the back of a Volkswagen. Exactly. Or he he did have sex with her in a very uncomfortable place. <laughs> or he did. Yeah. Yes. I think he. I think that's definitely plausible. <laughs> you can like. He came on the set and she was like, hey, aren't you that dude from Fashionable Mail? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I I want to hear. I, I wonder if him and uh, Kevin Smith have talked. They have not. Wow. He did not even call Kevin when Kevin had his heart attack. Oh wow. Dick. So he's not. Uh, he's not in reboot. He's nothing. Like he was having when he was trying to do Mallrats too. He was having a real hard time. Uh, even contacting him to see if he would reprise the role of the dude from Fashionable Mail. Wow. That's fucked up. So I, w- I would have signed his name on all of the, the medical bills at the hospital. <laughs> Send that bill to, to Ben Affleck. What's your name, Ben Affleck? Yeah. But there's a lot of stuff out there, too, that a lot of it is Jennifer Garner's fault. and That's, that's what I've heard. It's all 100% her. So, but he is, I guess the damage has been done. So they don't reach out to each other. And I know Kevin said that Ben never even reached out to him after the heart attack. Yeah. At some point you gotta let bygones be bygones. That's cheesy. Right. You can get, you can get Bruce Willis to want to be his friend, but he can't get Ben Affleck to do it. <laughs> so. so I seen Captain Marvel last week. Oh yeah. You didn't like that either. I didn't like it. Huh. Did you see it yet, Brian? No. You saw it, Tim. Yeah. Brian doesn't go to the movies. Did you like it, Tim? Yeah. I mean, haters going to hate. I, I would say it's not one of the best. You're talking about 22 movies. So I'd say it's right somewhere in the middle. I mean, uh, it it was fun. I'm not sure if uh, if her acting was part of it or if it was like character development, but I think it's the writing. I don't think it was her acting yeah. at all. I think it's how the character was written. Yeah. yeah. She's a really good actor. Yeah. Was, super hot. There were some times it just didn't feel like she was selling it, but I don't know if that's like implied, uh, you know, had the way it was written is what I like to believe. Kind of like, you know, like Thor started out where he just wasn't, wasn't personable. And then it kind of grew on him as, as the movies progressed. Well, I think that's the point because, like, she didn't even remember she was born on Earth. She thought she was a Cree this entire time. So, the way the Earth people interact and interaction is going to be different from her compared to They're what you're used serious. to. So, yeah, yeah. I just I found the whole movie just kind of slow until the end. It was like it just kind of I don't know. Like it was just like we just putted along, and you were just kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, you look sexy in a Nine Inch Nails shirt. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Now she's in space. Fuck yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it's kind of how it went. So, I mean, it, it definitely, it didn't seem like any, there was any urgency throughout the movie. Like nothing was really at stake. And, and it was, were, yeah, it was kind of like Ant-Man Wasp. There was no real, real villain in it. Was it? O'Brien hasn't seen it yet, right? Yeah, but I know everything about it. So you guys are cool to talk about it i got you is, is is there like a spoiler ban or is everybody cool dude it's been it's been a few a weeks now weeks. you're i think their statue of limitations is uh is passed so you can go for it i got you well I, go ahead i was like even that towards the end when uh when ronan and the kree or the accusers or the kree whatever show up it was uh she flew through a spaceship and completely destroyed it. And then, you know, we've a couple of years ago, we watched guardians of the galaxy and Ronan was feared 
and he pretty much just takes off like a bitch. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, wow, she can do that. I'm out of here. Fuck this. I, I took it to young Ronan. He was by the time he gets to Guardians of the Galaxy, there's a little more uh, experience behind him. Well, I take it as he knows that she's out there now and it, it kind of connects to to Guardians of the Galaxy now. She he knows that she's out there. So he's gotta go try to find an affinity stone to give himself the same like level playing ground or a chance against her. That's kind of why he's going after that that infinity stone in Guardians of the Galaxy. Because he knows he has to have more power because there's more right. beings. Right, because he makes the comment, we'll be back for the girl. We'll be back for the woman, you know. If that's not the same dude that played in Guardians of the Galaxy. That's a different guy. Sure. Because that dude looked totally different. It's just because I don't think he had – he didn't have, like, the black makeup no, on. I mean, it was like – I'm not even saying the makeup. I mean, like, the dude's face. <laughs> it didn't look like the dude. Well, I think they did it to make him they, – they did a lot of CGI work to make them look younger. So – like the the younger um, Samuel Jackson and even like Greg Clark, they made him look a lot younger. So I think they probably did a lot of CGI work on him to make him look younger. That's probably why it looks like that. Because he looks like a different person. IMDb is a thing, bro. Look it up. Eh, you don't man, you don't care that much. Same guy. <laughs> is it? <laughs> yep. Wow. Kyle doesn't care that much. He's like, I'm not, I'm not looking that up. <laughs> fuck out of here. It was just an observation that I made. And it's not the first time I've been wrong tonight. So fuck it. <laughs> get, get that shit out of here. I was so stoked. But I was like, dude, March 21st. That was yesterday. I was so stoked about that. <laughs> yeah. And it's May. <laughs> God damn it. But I, I don't know. Like, I just <laughs> like, uh, Goose was kind of what saved that movie for me. Yeah, absolutely. And and it wasn't even that great. Like the only thing was cool, but the best thing about Goose was the fact that I think the best scene in the whole movie with Goose was when they were scanning everybody and Goose was the biggest threat and you didn't know why yet. Yeah. They're like, it's a cat. What mm-hmm. do you mean? You know, I, I thought that was probably like the flirking. It was probably like the best. I, it was one of my favorite scenes in that movie. Was that when they were just Samuel L. Jackson was like, "What the fuck," you know? But I don't know. I just it just and I was like, and I was all excited for because it took place like for all this '90s nostalgia, and it was just. But beside the blockbuster, which it, it there there really wasn't anything else. And it's well, not like Blockbuster didn't close in the nineties. I mean, we had Blockbuster all the way up. Right, like but a few it's years just the ago. the music and like you said, but the it, nine inch nail shirt and oh, but that's you hear all those songs on the radio still today. I, I yeah, I know. So it's not like they went to like these deep tracks of the nineties where you were just like, Oh my god, I can't believe they played that song. Like it's songs you you hear that no doubt song every day. But you're like you see him her using the payphone and and all that. Like it's just the the way things used to be. It's it's nostalgia. It's always going to be that way. But it really, really, it really. I don't know. There really wasn't. Oh, it sounds like it's not like she used the payphone. She hooked up a bunch of shit to a phone to send a signal. So it's yeah. not like she put two quarters in it and like dialed like it was. You know what I mean? Like she used one eight hundred collect. She might have. Mom, pick me up at eight. Click. 
<laughs> but what did you guys know. think of the oh sorry go ahead Kyle I was saying that that's just I don't know I think I overhyped myself and I whenever you overhype yourself it ends up not being and the other thing that pissed me off is I got I, I finally forked over the extra bucks to sit in the recliner seats there's fucking nine people in this theater and I have this asshole sitting right next to me oh I fucking hate that like Dude, you could have had three rows to yourself. I, I, I guess I but, could have too. What I love is the Kyle thinking is, you know, most people are, I would be like, all right, well, this dude sitting right next to me. There's like six other seats open. I'm going to move my seat down. Nobody's going to care. Kyle, no, I bought this fucking seat. I'm sitting <laughs> in this fucking seat. You know? I don't care if they bought their seat too, but it was just like, so what I'm going to do next time, this is what I'm going to do next time is I'm going to space it. I'm going to buy like 17 and 19 <laughs> and then sit, and then spend extra money for two seats no i'm not gonna no i'm not spending any extra money i'm gonna buy seat 17 and then whoever i go it's gonna go in seat 19 but chances are what are the chances that one dude's gonna buy the seat in the middle and then you just scoot You'd over be surprised. one but then you just scoot over one yeah so then, and if nobody does it, then you can scoot over and you still have that. You don't have to fucking sit next to somebody. It'll be like Harold and Kumar go to White Castle where he's taking a piss in the bush and then the random dude just comes out of nowhere and starts pissing next to him. <laughs> so it's the same thing about a urinal. You're pissing in a urinal and there's all these open ones and then some dude's got to take the one right next to you. And tell you he's vegan. Yeah, tell you he's <laughs> vegan, <laughs> so you don't get so you don't get so skeptical when his piss smells like asparagus. <laughs> Oh god, I still remember the first time I did that. What piss like asparagus or took a yeah? Piss I, I never had asparagus before, and so nobody and I tried it one time, and nobody ever told me that it makes your pee stink. So I was going to the bathroom the next day, and I was like, "What the fuck? This Some is fucked. Fucked. Yeah, so I googled it, and it said I had cancer. So then I was freaking <laughs> out for like, for like ten days. I was holding this this secret in, and then finally I let it out, and my wife just starts laughing, dumbass. You had asparagus that makes you. I was like, "Oh, really?" She's like, "Google it." And I was like, "Oh, fuck!" <laughs> I have cancer. My pee stinks. <laughs> Dude, Google it. I have smelly pee. Google it, man. It says you got cancer. Yeah, do anything has it says you have cancer. I uh, just and I kept that inside for like ten days because so, I didn't know how to break it to everybody. You know, I didn't go to a doctor or anything. I was just gonna like hold it inside until I died. Yeah. But, like yeah. your heart attack? Yeah, like my heart attack. <laughs> your non-heart attack. Strong like ox. What did you guys think of the uh, the Bill and Ted Face the Music uh, release date announcement? Stoked. Yeah. I think the dude who plays uh, Bill it was looking a little rough. They're old. Preston Esquire? Yeah. Keanu Reeves looks like he's going to pull it off, but I don't know if they're going to pull off that whole, like, surfer dude talk in this movie it's a uh, bill and ted face the music right yep it's awesome the I'm plot of it seems interesting it. though but i, I want to know what they'll do with rufus i hope they don't recast him i hope they just do a hologram yeah or make it someone else don't even have carlin in it yeah just don't even act don't say anything about it just i'm afraid you're gonna ruin it you think so uh, they ruin everything nowadays. I mean, uh, I'm afraid they are, but I hope they aren't. It can't be any worse than 
Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. I was just about to say that number two. I love Bogus Journey. I mean, I it's, love it, both movies though. It, 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 yeah, the first one's great. You could tell the second one. I think they had to write it a little bit quicker than the first one. And I think uh, uh, like death death makes the second one. <laughs> yeah, he is funny in it. But I don't know. We'll see. I think it's going to be good. I think. So do I. I think it's going to be one of those things where it's just they know. And goddamn, when was the second one came out in the first one? They've had plenty of time to write a really nice fucking script for it. Yeah. They've had plenty of time. They, I, they, goddamn, better well fucking have aced it and fucking did what they're supposed to. I'm ready to see how the Wild Stallions' music shapes the world, <laughs> brings the world together. Be excellent to each other. <laughs> Station. Yeah. <laughs> the dude in my class, we were, I was talking about it with my teacher, my math teacher, and the dude, he's a cool dude. He sits next to me. He comes in the chat and talks to us. Um, it, it's the Slayer. Um, he's like, I never seen that, and I was like, What? How the fuck have you not seen Bill and Ted? Well, he's he's twenty. Ah, uh, youngin. But I was like, I was like, okay, this is your homework for the weekend. Your homework is to watch Bill and Ted, and come back on Monday. Tell me how awesome Bill and Ted was. You know what? I hate when uh, they come back and they go, oh, yeah, I didn't like that movie. And I just blame it on that. Nah. Yeah, you're just, you're just, uh, you're just a stupid kid. Yeah, I was just a stupid kid. <laughs> you're just a dumb millennial. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what's good. You eat, you eat cauliflower rice and drive <laughs> <laughs> electric cars. You're a vegan. You're a vegan. <laughs> Brian, someone's breaking in your house again. Stop them. Stop them. Oh, there goes two long boxes out the door. Oh, my God. It's game over, God. It's game over, Brian. Hopefully it doesn't have all the good shit in it. No. They already took those out. <laughs> those are those are away. Yeah. Those are upstairs under your mattress. Yeah. Where you keep your millions. <laughs> What do you guys think about uh, the Deadwood uh, trailer? I did not yeah. watch it. Did you guys watch Deadwood, the series? I did not watch it. That's oh, where she yeah. sells weed, right? No, no, that's weed. <laughs> Deadwood is like a cowboy movie right? or a cowboy yeah. show, right? It's so good. I uh, I watched it like, I don't know, like five or six years after the last one ended. And I was up in Seattle. I was helping my buddy move up there and you know, all he had were DVDs, so I started watching it. Man, I did <laughs> watch those things for like a day and a half straight. I watched every episode. It was so good. And then they didn't even fucking end it correctly. So now we're finally getting an ending or at least hopefully something. Oh, yeah. I love that show. And actually, there was a marathon of season one on yesterday. I was. Very- I was uh, yeah, I'm going to. I uh, just signed up for that HBO Go stuff. So I'm going to go see if I can watch it on there. Oh, that sucks. I could have just given you my password. Yeah. I have HBO Go, too, I think. I don't know. If you have oh. HBO, the channel, you have HBO Go. Oh, cool. I got HBO Go, too. It's like my favorite channel. I'm really stoked that uh, they're uh, talking, thinking about doing a Old Republic 
the two showrunners for uh, Game of Thrones are going to do the Star Wars Old Republic show. Yep. That's It'll get canceled, cool. like everything Star Wars related right now that's not run by Disney. It'll get canceled. Uh, It'll get canceled. And that shit. Cancel it. Cancel it. What did you uh, think of Stranger Things 3 trailer? It was uh, kind of ominous and short. That's Matt's favorite word. Ominous. It's dark and ominous. <laughs> I do. I think it's going to be great. Is Jose in the podcast right now? No. Why? Someone's sleeping? Like rapper. Oh, oh sorry. Brian's, <laughs> Brian's eating candy. Yeah. I forgot to mute at that time. He's, fucking, he's taking over the role, Jose. I thought Tim was far asleep over there. He's being so quiet. I know. What did you think of it, Tim? I've, I haven't seen it. What? Yeah, I haven't seen it. I I didn't even make it through the second season of Stranger Things. No, you didn't like it? Really? I, I liked the first season. Um, the second season, I just I was like three or four episodes in. I just couldn't keep my interest. And that maybe I maybe I didn't last long enough to. It happened. Maybe I needed to stick it out. You know. That's that's how I am with Doom Patrol. Like I really like Doom Patrol, but I can only make it to like the 35 minute mark of each episode and then i fall asleep and i'm like oh yeah i watched doom patrol and then the next episode starts and i'm like when the fuck did this shit happen where the fuck did they get here so i'm like i have to go back and rewatch it all but that's that's usually how i am too yeah doom patrol hasn't really been that great last couple of episodes but well you guys are probably more familiar with doom patrol than i am what's with the the donkey farting text messages like uh i i, I, I was lost on that I'm, I don't get that either. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay. I, I haven't seen it, so what goes on? <laughs> uh, Basically, there's a whole another like universe in this donkey's ass. Inside in, of it? Inside of a donkey, yeah. So kind of like the locker in Men in Black, but inside of a Kind of, yeah. Yeah, I remember when they first showed, that thing first showed up, and I was like, what the fuck was that? You, like farted out this big green gas. Like I don't want to give too much away, but the new episode there's a there's a a giant balloon shaped like an ass. It's actually a human's ass carrying a jukebox that shows up. <laughs> so what songs are playing? <laughs> it's, it's playing <laughs> one song over and over again that drive people insane. Kind of like um, easy it kind of has a very uh, no, it's not Easy Street. <laughs> <laughs> it has a very um, um, Kingsman vibe to it. To what happens? Like people just start going crazy. Hmm. You've ever seen Kingsman in the church scene? Yeah, what a great scene that was. It's an awesome scene. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to Stranger Things season three. Um, I'm looking forward to see where things are going. They're definitely changing. So they're changing the narrative and the direction of the show since the kids are getting older. Yeah. So I'm super stoked for that. I thought it was cool the day before they gave us the trailer, they gave us this like seven second teaser of rats running. Yeah. <laughs> Which really had nothing to do with anything, because then they showed a whole other trailer. Yeah, but I thought that was kind of cool. They 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 like hyped themselves. Yeah, like they got everybody on this bandwagon of oh shit, Stranger Things, and it was really nothing. But then they dropped the bombshell the next day or something. I thought that was fucking that's fucking smart. The only thing I hate about Stranger Things. Is I can't stand Winona Ryder. Her acting is so terrible. It's <laughs> really hard to watch. 
that bad, huh? Man, it's fucking bad. I just I just see Lydia Dietz, so Yeah, right. That's it. I saw a really badass uh Beetlejuice shirt the other day. It was uh all like the neon old school neon colors during that time. Mm-hmm. Badass. Actually, Lydia Dietz, I think she just friend requested me on Facebook today. <laughs> I'll have to accept it now that you know. Bullshit. What? She friend re- requested you. Lydia Dietz. Lydia yeah. Dietz did. Here, I'll show you guys. What? It, well, if you guys watch the second season, what? It, the only thing I want to know is: Do you ever find out where? Where's Barb? Is Barb gone? She's dead. She's yeah. dead. She's yeah. completely dead. Okay. Yeah. They acknowledge that real quick that she's she's done the. Dead, dead, dead. Let me see. Mad dead. You guys watch uh, that Sabrina uh, show? I heard that's pretty good. Kyle watched it. I didn't care for it. I loved it. And the the next season comes out like in a month, and I'm stoked. Then the next season, it comes out in April. I'm looking forward to the boys. That's gonna be cool. That's coming out soon. That's gonna be on uh, Amazon, I think. Is it Amazon? I think. Is it on Amazon? What channels Amazon? I think. I know Watchmen. What well, Watchmen <laughs> is going to be on HBO soon. Um, what else? Gar- Gar- uh, Game of Thrones is coming back next month. <laughs> I'm super stoked. I'm actually kind of bummed out at the same time because I know it's ending. Yeah, but you're gonna get a bunch of prequels for it and stuff. Yeah. So. Well, I hope they do the prequels. It's like I like you know with having those the original showrunners, <clears throat> the original showrunners doing the Star Wars thing now. It's it's kind of shitty. Yeah. God, there was something else that happened today that I was gonna. Something else that's happened that I was gonna talk about. Um. Yeah. Are you sad, Kyle? That uh, uh, Supernatural's ending. Yeah, that's a bummer. But you know what? 15 seasons, that's a damn good run. It is. I mean, the fucking Big Bang Theory didn't even make it that far. Especially for a show that most people don't even know what it, even seen it. Yeah. I mean, it's, but it's huge. Like, you know, like I was at the bar one night and I'm sitting there and there's like a lady sitting like two, two seats down. She sits down, she puts her purse up. I was like, ah, you got a supernatural purse, you know? That was her purse was, you know, it had all the supernatural symbols on it. And I was like, you know, I kind of did point and she had supernatural purse, gave her the nod and everything. But then she got up and left. Yeah. So looking at looking at this, Kyle, you are right. They did start laying off yesterday and today. <sighs> they started laying off um, people from Fox. So it looks like they are they are kind of keeping a majority of the staff for a three to six month transitional period but that's it it's like fox 2000 part i think is what they they're like axing that yeah yeah there's, yeah there's one there's one there's one division of fox they were definitely fucking axing yeah um so real quick last thing i have for this week is let's really quick talk about walking dead did you watch Walking Dead, Kyle? Yes, sir. What did you think? 
Another good episode. Dude, nine <laughs> seasons. It, it was, dude, it was awesome. It was I by spent. far the darkest episode of The Walking Dead they have done yet. Hey, man, Michonne had to make a decision and she made it. Good. And they sh- and she murdered a bunch of little kids. Like, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like she she didn't blindside them. They were they were coming at her with fucking swords and knives. So it wasn't like it wasn't like this rage thing. It was it was she did it for purpose. That she had two purposes behind it: one to live, yeah; two to get Judith back. So I mean, and she save was, her, and save RJ Rick Jr. Yeah. But, and he saw and he saw how Daryl and Michonne get the X's on their back. That's fucked. Yeah, it was crazy. What are the, what was that? What were the X's on the back? What was that? So essentially, what happens is, um, it's it's kind of like a flashback episode where Judith leaves Alexandria to go try to help Daryl, and um, Michonne's trying to find her. So it flashes back to when she's pregnant and she's searching for Rick. So it shows up like it it opens with her searching for Rick where the explosion happened and she finds his gun in the dirt and um basically one of her friends an old friend from before the apocalypse shows up at the gate like they find her find him and some kids out wandering so they bring her back to alexandria and it turns out that she's like psychotic and she's and trained this group of kids to fucking be to, murderers just to, to do whatever steal murder just defend like she's just she has this like you know i think she's like another one that we're like kind of like shane shane was ahead of his time for the walking dead right yeah his mentality for the walking dead was way about way before everybody else is like he figured it out really early like this shit is different and there's this is a different world that we're living in when everybody else yeah and when you know everyone else is still trying to grasp at the old you know, and, and it was the same thing with this lady. She was like, you know, we can't coddle these kids and we can't pretend like there's nothing going on. These, you know, so she was training him to to be able to do whatever it took. But uh, yeah, they, they had her fucking, they had them both all tied up, man. They fucking had this little girl, man. They fucking heated up the X and <laughs> fucking branded her. What, what, what did the X, what was the X for? They actually didn't say. Yeah, they didn't cover what it was for but they were they were branding them and uh like she was teaching these little kids for everything so like they basically like befriended judith and and all the other kids in the the town and basically like coerced them to leave with them and so michelle went looking for him and like she the kids were were killers too so they were ready to fight off with her with with knives and stuff and Michonne had to make a decision and she made that decision and she murked them all. Yeah. She was just slicing them up. It was, but it's by far one of the darkest episodes in the walking dead's nine seasons. And it was fantastic. And if denied does not get nominated for an, for an Emmy after that, there's something wrong because that was one of her best episodes. Easy. I gave captain Marvel a 9.5. <laughs> Wait what? <laughs> I said easy. I gave Captain no, Marvel a no, nine point five. I changed it to eight point five. Yeah. Give me a break. But I, I, dude, I, I definitely do. I think that was one of her best episodes, and she did some fantastic acting in that episode. She was being so, a mama. 
I, that's one of the things that really the, why The Walking Dead was so genius to me is because, you know, you're not talking The Walking Dead. You're not talking about you know those actual zombies. It's the fucking people who are still alive. That you know, they're Walking Dead. These are basically Dunzo. Yeah, at some point it's going to end itself because the zombies are just going to decay into nothingness. Sorry, Tim. Yeah. What were you going to say? Was, so, are you? You guys are. I know you really love the show. I used to love the show, and it got away from me. Um, but so this season's like really good again. Really good. Yeah. Season nine is definitely worth coming back to watch. Don't you listen to the show? <laughs> I I do, but I, no, he's too busy doing more talking on the chat than he's actually doing it on the show. So there's. <laughs> There's a lot of Captain Marvel 9.5s and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking shots yeah. fired back, huh? Return fire. But I, I mean, I, I know you guys have like a real more of an affliction or a, 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 I guess for the show than I do anymore. So I didn't know if if it's like legitimately good or you might feel like you're a little bit biased because you really want it to succeed. I think it's actually really good. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. So, I, the whole Negan killed me. And it, it wasn't the character of Negan, just when like, uh, when the all-out war kind of started. And I was just losing because there's so many filler episodes, just like the second season when they were looking for uh, Carol's daughter. I can't remember mm-hmm. her name now. There Sophia. was just yeah, there's so many filler episodes. It was just hard to watch. And then they go and kill Carl. And I was like, you know, I'm done. Yeah. yeah that was such a big, well, bad move. I'm an absolute Negan fanatic. And I think Kyle is too. And like, I absolutely love Negan. I love the character. I think he's, he's one of the best villains in comics. I think you could put him right up there with like the likes of the Joker as far as his comic book portrayal goes. And they absolutely shit all over him when they transitioned him to TV. Like they they just did not write that character well for TV at all, and it's not necessarily Jeffrey Dean Morgan's portrayal of the character. It's it's how he's written, and the fact that there's a lot of aspects of Negan that they can't show on cable television, or they can't use on cable television. Like one of the things that makes Negan Negan is his use of profanity. Like he makes profanity look like an art form. Yep, and they can't do that on the show. Whereas in this season. They took a character like Elf. Alpha transitioned perfectly. Yeah. I almost like Elf more in the show than I did in the comic book because between the actress they got to play her and the actor they got to play Beta, and just the way they're handling the whispers, it's she's more brutal. She's more <laughs> vindictive. She's more cold. She's like more calculated. Like she's just amplified in the show versus what she was in the comic book and transitioned so well. And just season nine, like I thought the show would be dead after you kill Rick, you kill Carl or well, you didn't kill Rick, but after Rick's off the show, they killed Carl off. Like I thought the show would absolutely be in a gutter, but season nine, they got the new showrunner in and it's been, it's been like a whole new show again. It's back to like season one. Good. Well, what are they doing to fill the void with the whispers with Carl? Like, what, what um, are they doing to? So there's another boy, um, little boy there, or well, not little boy, he's a teenager <laughs> now. Um, 
named Henry. So they've pretty much had Henry, who is now Carol and Ezekiel's adopted son. I still thought Lydia was going to lick his wound. I thought so too. Did you, when they were sitting there on the steps and she was like, she was like massaging it and like, you know, putting her hand across. I was like, she's going to fucking lick it. She's going to lick it. Do it. Do it. They basically have Henry taking over the, the Carl role and he's, he's the one that's moving that story forward. Yeah. Because that that was like the the straw that broke the camel's back for me when they were so, okay. Well, here come the whispers, and then they kill Carl. I was like, well, how how is that going to work? I'm you, I'm done. They've done what they've always done in The Walking Dead. They just put somebody else in those shoes. Yeah, and they're they're splitting a lot of Carl's great comic book moments between Henry and Judith. Like Judith is getting a lot of the great moments with the Negan conversations as mm-hmm. to where Henry's getting the more of the love triangle aspect of it. So like Henry is becoming the, the blacksmith and now he's the one that's got Lydia and but Judith is the one that's befriended Negan. And so they've kind of taken the character of Carl from the book and split it and spread it across two different people. Hashtag not my Judith. <laughs> well, considering Judith doesn't make it past the prison yeah, in the comics. Yeah. Right. My, my Judith died in the prison. Yeah. In the car seat. And she got crushed. She and my Judith got suffocated when Lori fell on her in the womb and died. <laughs> but the only, my only gripe with the Rocking Dead right now is everybody's pregnant and it's kind of stupid. But I guess it's understandable when there's nothing to do in the zombie apocalypse other than bump uglies. Yeah, but babies are such a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you yeah. and they show that with the whispers. Like you see that as part of the whispers and like you see how cold and it, how cold they are and like disconnected they are. But you got to have kids. It's the only way it's going to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Like there's a whisper, like they, when the whispers come to confront Hilltop, they're all standing out there, and this woman and, a, and this whisper has a baby with her around all these other zombies, and they comment, and then the babies start crying, and the zombies start walking towards them. She sets the baby down and walks the fuck away. <laughs> like she walk, she rocks out. They end up saving <laughs> the baby, but and she's adopted by one of the other people at the Hilltop. But like the whisper woman sets the baby down and walks off. Wow. You if I were you, like, Tim, oh, I would jump noticed. on. I would jump on season nine for sure. Yeah. Yep. Just start it. Go back. You don't need they they time jump. So everything's set. And so you could just roll with it. It's a good, it's a good walking dead jumping on place. If you've bailed. Yeah. The, the last episode that I truly watched was the one where they went to the museum and they were getting the plows. And then the, there was a stupid glass floor in the main room of the museum and all everything started falling yeah it's like episode two or three of season two or of season nine that was very early in season nine yeah that's just that that killed me just like a few seasons ago the was it eight no it was nine had it was like the first no it was like the first couple episodes of nine because it nine was at the beginning of nine is when they had the time jump the first time jump it was before they did all that before the bridge exploded because Rick was still there. Oh yeah. Cause now they're doing everything on horseback and with more primitive weapons. Cause they're running out of bullets. Cause Eugene didn't do the one thing he was good for and build the bullets. Where is Eugene in the, in the he's back. Oh, he is he's back. Yeah. Yeah. Does he still have the mullet? Uh, yeah. It's, it transformed to more like a ponytail now. Yeah. Oh, fuck. 
because you know it, they had a six-year time jump so everybody grew their hair out like yeah because they couldn't have done it in the beginning of the walking dead because you know the barbers must have died between seasons like one through seven but you know all the all the lawns are really cut and everybody was clean shaven then the the barbers and the and the and the groundskeepers must have all died Hey, Rick got a haircut when he came to the, when he came to Alexandria. Alexandria's got a barber somewhere. <laughs> they all were pretty clean cut for a lot of seasons, and then it kind of stopped. Somebody realized, hey, where the fuck are they getting all these razors from to keep shaving their faces? <laughs> oh, they're definitely they're definitely setting to take the 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 whispers over into season ten, and I'm honestly one hundred percent okay with that because I'm they have been like. The furthest that it goes is like halfway through the next season. Like I, I don't want season ten to be all whispers either. Like they need to, because I think what's what'll happen with season ten is it'll start stretching it out, and then we're gonna start getting filler episodes again. I think season ten you're gonna start getting glimpses. They're gonna start getting glimpses that Rick Grimes is still alive, and that Michonne <laughs> is gonna leave to go try to find Rick, and that's how they're gonna like write her off the show. He's gonna fly back in a helicopter. He's gonna drop a a note, a care a package. Yeah. He's gonna drop a care package. He's just gonna he's just gonna fly by a helicopter and wave like Miss yeah. America. <laughs> Did, didn't they say this week that the movies coming this year? Like the first of the movies? Yeah, his first movie is supposed to be this year. Wow! So he he quit the show to go back to his family to stay here to remove, make a movie. Yeah, now he's gone for three months at a time. <laughs> do the same thing I'm sure it's probably easier to be away in the summer and stuff when his kids are all out of school than who cares it's his life yeah he's probably getting paid a shit ton of money to do it so I think he's seen a sinking ship in the show and he bailed I I think that's the ticket he was scared because there's a lot of there's people like me that there. I'm not part of the min- uh, the minority. I'm part of the majority. There's so many people that are shitting on the show, much like me, just because it's it's taken such an odd turn from the books, and the books are so good. So I I kind of think he was like, yeah, let's get off this train before it derails. I think I think that's what all of them did. They got kind of Maggie and Michelle. Michelle's getting that Marvel money and not getting your name on the Avengers poster. that was the 100 percent it go uh i think rick's you know i think they're getting these offers you know the show maggie's doing is fucking exploding it's fucking like the number one show right now the whiskey whatever it's called whiskey cavalier i've still yet to watch it but she looked so much hotter in it than she did in walking dead i think she looks hotter when she's all dirty and greasy hair <laughs> but I I think yeah I don't know I think they're going to start distancing themselves from the comic I think oh yeah big time I think I, I think they're going to do meat and potatoes of the Commonwealth and then well, I, think I think they're they just going to go there the Commonwealth storyline has been very political it hasn't really been much like Walking Dead esque like previous storylines it's been very political but and, it's been kind of a putt along story too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because the only thing is they would have to kill. The only reason why I think they might not go in that direction 
and if they stick to the storyline of the, they would have to end up having to kill Daryl. Mm. Right. That's like the whole cast, basically. I guess it would be, you know what, since Rick's not there to kill Daryl, I wonder if it'd be like Daryl to kill Aaron or, you know, I think at some point fear and walking dead crossover and you're going to end up seeing like the events from different perspectives, but because it seems to be what it what it's going to be like they're going to merge into the same show because that seems to be like what's happening because Dwight's still alive technically when they uh, started fear of the walking dead what where was how far back was it set from the episode 1 of walking dead uh fear was right at the beginning of everything as right at the beginning of shit hitting the fan so there was only like a it was supposed to be only like a 6 month difference okay yeah. Because Rick wakes up, it's like it's like four or six months into the zombie apocalypse. So maybe that's why they're doing these time jumps so they can, you know, keep them distant. Together. Yeah, no, so they can bring them together. You know. Well, they're doing the time jumps because the books do the time jumps. Yeah. To make things line up. Yeah. They kind of had to, but I don't know. I but yeah, I definitely I have to say season nine. It's a good season. Nine is a good season to jump back on, and come back to The Walking Dead. So, I totally recommend it. I give it a nine point five. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I mean, an eight five. Fuck you. <laughs> oh man. Uh. <laughs> fuck you when did Shazam come out Shazam come out this upcoming Thursday no next month next month I think so I think it's I think it's next month it's April Am I, yeah there you go next month it's gonna be interesting to see how that movie plays out good stuff next month oh my god Avengers Game of Avengers Thrones like what like 31 days away I'm like that, yeah. You know, she looks awesome in uh, the the trailer. She looks badass in the Avengers trailer. Like she's gonna be a real badass in it, you know. Oh, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Wow. You know, all you see is her talk to to Steve, or all you see is her have that conversation with Thor. Yeah, but you know, they they totally set her up. Like she she don't take no shit. She's not afraid of anybody. You know, summon Stormbringer uh, to him, and she doesn't even flinch. Yeah. He doesn't go for the head. Yeah, he doesn't go for the head. Yeah. He wants her to go for the head. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he does. He likes her. Yeah, he likes, he likes her. that one. He likes this one. So everyone saw the Toy Story 4 trailer, I take it. Yeah. Fucking Sporky. Yeah, Sporky. I'm so stoked for Sporky. I'm feeling that movie is going to end up being absolutely heartbreaking at the end. I was just about to say that. Yep. I could see that too. I heard what happens is all the toys catch on fire and they melt. Well, they would have done that last one where they're all <laughs> holding hands in the incinerator and it's that whole Holocaust moment. Oh, I didn't see the last one. I was just fucking oh, around. See the last one? No. I definitely watched. Nah, I'm cool. But yeah, I think it's going to be absolutely heartbreaking. It's going to be okay. Dude, Toy Story is one of my favorite Disney Pixar. Yeah, that movie was great, man. The first one was amazing. Like people are like, oh, Incredibles or Finding Nemo. Not for me, man. It's it's Toy Story. 
Yeah. But <laughs> that's all I got. Dr. Rabbit. Did you give it a nine point five? Fuck up, Kyle. <laughs> the last time. <laughs> so, did you guys pick up any other books in the trade? No, I, that's um, that's all I got this week was the trade. There really wasn't anything good else coming out. I think I picked up. I think like uh, Batman came out, um, Nightwing, Titans, and Venom. How's I'm Venom not reading any of those? How's Venom going? Is it Donnie? I'm not. I I'm not reading it. I just collect it. It's yeah. one of the ones I've just. I just. I. I just haven't taken it off my pull list. Yeah, into it. I'm actually the set's actually really hot right now. Oh yeah, yeah. I was thinking about putting them out and actually selling because I have all of them. You see how much Immortal uh, Hulk books are going for right now? It's fucking insane. I it. It's crazy. You think oh, uh, they're going for a lot? Oh my god, man! I wonder what the one I just picked up is going for. They are going for a shit ton. The Alex Ross variant I just picked up. Yeah, if you have the, there's an Alex Ross Virgin variant in uh, in one of them in the set, and that thing's going for like seven hundred dollars raw. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's yeah, I've got I've got this one. I don't know if you could see it because yeah. of the glare, but. Yeah, that's a good one. The only one I picked up was uh, his first appearance in uh, – forget what book that was. That one's going for a lot. Oh, yeah, it was an Avengers book. He's on the cover. The Immortal Hulk? Yeah. I, I like – in a lot of these uh, comic book groups – you could tell when something's hot because a lot of people, a lot of people start going. I really need to get this book for my kid, and it's you know it's the book that's going for two hundred dollars. Oh man, I hate people like that. I'm, I'm really interested in the story now, so so can I get it for you know below the growing rate price because it's I'm, I'm a collector. Yeah, I hate that shit, man. They ruined that. That's why Adam Hughes don't do sketches anymore. They just jump in and they, I don't know, they, yeah. This is the uh, first appearance, this this book. Here's the cover for it. It's uh, Avengers 684 is what they're calling the first appearance. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, this book's going for a pretty penny, supposedly. So I'm just going to put it back. <laughs> yeah, no, it's in my, it's in my posting pile. <laughs> Brian's got to show it off just to, to, you know, rep his clout and then the way he goes. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys see that shit about Adam Twenty Two and that guy that came in and from No Jumper? He came in and yeah, with a fake gun. And then another guy did the same thing the next day. Yep, crazy shit. Fucking people, man. But that's all I got for the week. You guys got anything else you want to talk about? Anything else you want to cover? You got anything, Tim? Yeah, Tim. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. You've been a chatterbox this whole time. Don't stop on us now. <laughs> uh, no. I, I, no. Riveting. Riveting yeah. stuff, Dad. <laughs> so didn't, you, didn't you say you were, you were trying to start a podcast? Yeah. You, know, you, have a, you have a podcast. You have to talk, you know? <laughs> yeah. Agreed. But, but No, no. He told me it's called the Dead Air Podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is that a 3D printer behind you? Yes. 
That is a three D two three D printers. You uh using them quite often? I see that it looks like uh so what are those schematics above you? It's a BB eight and uh R two D two. Are you trying to make one? Yeah, I'm actually if you can see past the junk, there's a R2 dome over there in the background. Oh, that's fucking dope. And uh so R2 is project one and BB eight is project two. So, uh, how's it, how long have you been doing it? Uh, let's see, November roughly. Um, and it's, uh, it's a lot of pieces to print. Yeah. And it takes a long time. That dome itself, just the, it's six, six wedges and all of the blue panels are separate. <laughs> it's probably like 70 hours of printing. Wow. Damn. Where did you get the printers? Is it something you just ordered online? Uh, yeah, Amazon. Uh, I got those two, and I got another one in the box that I just got last week that I can do in an entire R2 dome in one piece. So What's that? Sorry. Go ahead. What do those things run? What do those things cost? I mean, are, like for, for a cheaper one and for a high price one, what are the ranges? Well, it kind of – these are uh, – like their go-tos i mean a lot they're really widely used they're uh cr10s <clears throat> they go anywhere from three to 450 depending on the the day of the week and whatever amazon has going on whatever store has a sale um it's not bad for all the shit you can do with them uh. yeah uh there's a lot of stuff out there's open source, like R2 is open source. There's a, a guy that has spent hundreds of thousands of hours, it seems like, with CAD programs, just making the files and going over and making them again until he gets them right and distributes them on the internet for free. That's badass. I got a buddy, he's made two, he made a Kylo Ren mask and he made a full Stormtrooper outfit from his 3D printer. Oh, really? Kyle wants a 3D printer to make an action figure of himself. Yeah, I want to make one of my heart because it's so awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. strong. It's so strong and hunky. Yeah. yeah. Strong like bull. Strong like bull. It's, it's great if you buy one, though. Yeah, be ready for failure. There's yeah, that's what I heard. Any, any like, uh, it probably wouldn't happen as much with you guys, but here where I am, there's humidity is really high. And uh, there's lots of temperature variations based on humidity. So somebody opens the back door mid print and you get like a big, not even a big fluctuation in temperature. You end up with a failed print just because of everything uh, changed so much. The temperature has to remain so consistent. Yeah, that sucks. Wow, that's kind of crazy. I'm surprised there isn't like a little scanning machine you can throw stuff in and it scans them real quick. Like, you know, say if you want to make like an action figure, you throw it in like a machine and close the door and it scans them and then it just sends it to the printer. There, there is. It's real expensive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a way to do it with a connect from an Xbox. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. But uh, one I of the have... guys that's do- creating uh, like counterfeit Star Wars figures is doing that. Nice. Do, what what do they do there? So the the Xbox Connect is like it uses uh, like three D scanning to be able to put you in to be the uh-huh. controller for a game. So you can capture images with your computer and do a three D scan, and then 
change it into a file that the printer can print. So like you could stand there naked and it would like it would like 3D scan you and put it in? Everything it can see. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> then fuck it, never mind. <laughs> There's that quick wit. Yeah, there it is. Finger on that note. If I could set that one up too. God damn it. <laughs> he redeemed himself. Right? Yeah. Yep. So, so you you have three that you're going to soon have three. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Does it like, does it make your room hot? Does it make it like, what? what's up with them? Not really. It's just a, like a slide in the Like an old printer. <laughs> it's loud enough that. It's not bad when you're in another room or when you're in here, but it's too loud for me to actually be running the printer while doing this. What what made you want to get into this? Is it just like a personal hobby? Or are you going to start doing it for like commissions for people who want like R2 droids? Or uh, I ran into some guys at a con that build droids, and yeah. I was just amazed. Uh, one of the guys that lives local around here has one of the one of the few rolling BB-8s that there are in the country. Oh, wow. Uh, Cause there's only a handful of them. And this, this thing was just amazing. The movements it made, it's like pretty much everything, but, but you know, the extravagant things you see it do in the movies, mm. it, it pretty much does. It, it was, I couldn't believe that he made it. Wow. Uh, life size. Yes. Life size. That's dope. So what's the biggest piece that you can make in those ones at one time? So the ones behind me will go uh, 12 by 12 by uh, 15. So 12 by 12 this way mm-hmm. and then 15 high. Uh, the new one does 20 by 20 by 20. That's wow. crazy. Yeah. I would love to fucking have one of those and make action figures. And You know, the first thing I try to make, I'd make muscle men. Little muscles. That'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Do you know if you couldn't like replicate like a like a garbage pail kid, like almost like a card, but make them like a three dimensional looking yeah. one. Yeah. Like that'd actually be kind of cool. Yeah, that'd be dope. Yeah, I'd be I'd be wasting too much time on that thing for sure. <laughs> it, it it's not really wasting time. You like set it and forget it. I mean, it's there's a there's a steep learning curve though in there. Uh, yeah, just adjustments. It's not really there's not much to learn. Uh, the computer does pretty much everything, and the software is free. So once you get a file that you know is good and you convert it where the com- printer can read it, as long as you have everything adjusted, it's walk away. The, what is it? Is it the adjustment is like the amount of product you put in it to make <laughs> it or the type or or like uh, like adjustment as in like the first time you try to make it, it's like wonky looking. And then you have to like minutely go in and like do like slight adjustments with like a screwdriver type of thing or something. Yeah, I don't know if you can see the the bars going across. Uh-huh on there all of that is adjustable um the bed at the bottom moves backwards and forwards so you have belts that move it on the track so you know just tightness of the belt um making sure everything's square because if you're off a little bit 
the printer doesn't care. It keeps going. So you, if you try to print something that's square, it might be on one side and on the other, even though it thinks it's right, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, that and heat, depending on what material you're using, heat is a big difference. Uh, it's freaking cool, that's for sure. So how much, did, how long did it take you to build an R2 droid from start to finish? If uh, with one printer, if you run it 24 7, 365, just running it about six months to print it. And oh, then you shit. And then that doesn't count sanding, paint, and electronics. Oh, wow. Oh, so this is, this is a, this is a long term project. This is like a fixing up an old car type of project. I now, are you, not. are you printing the entire thing or just only certain parts of it? Everything on the outside. Uh, so even like the body for the R2 unit and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I got a, Hold on, I'm gonna pull a Brian again. <laughs> you know what? You know what I would do if I had a 3D printer? I'd make a big black dildo for Matt to put on his forehead for an episode. I was waiting for that to come. Out. <laughs> I'm not gonna have to because we're not gonna notice. <laughs> I think so. I think you're gonna have I to. I even wear found a modern comic book staples on eBay, or not eBay, but on Amazon that I'm gonna order to use. <laughs> Are you really? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so like there's a most of a leg. Oh, that's freaking dope. That's in three pieces. So I mean that's it's pretty hard. It's PLA, so it's like a byproduct of corn. Uh huh. <laughs> um, so you can melt it down and put it in your car uh, with gas. <laughs> just say no. Just don't even entertain the question. Yeah, there you go. Just a thumbs up. Thumbs up works. And uh, <laughs> don't even entertain it. I I just appreciate that Greg got out of here without a stupid. Do they call it Chinese or no. Japanese food question? That was that's, not stupid. That's. I didn't know anything about the book, and that's all I could think of the whole time. <laughs> was that in Japan, they eat. They just eat food. They don't eat <laughs> Japanese food. Yeah. yeah, that that question to me still sounds like a fucking some question like a genius would ask. He was just so <laughs> smart that it sounds stupid to us. The setup, the setup yeah. was gold. Yeah, Kyle was before his time. So there's I am before my time. Bottom ring, the body will be like three rings stacked on top of each other, which will. Oh, that's interesting. So do you have a you have a motor in it and everything? Yeah, it will. Uh, I don't have any of the electronics and haven't done much of the planning for the electronics as of yet because I'm so early on. But because uh, you're still like five years away from that. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, by the end of the summer, I plan to have it standing. Oh, uh, dope. That that's three printers. So in so in August. You'll definitely have to, or whenever you get it done, you'll definitely have to come back on and show us. Yeah. This this whole, like, okay, I've spent the last 6,000 hours of my life and look at this cool-ass thing that I made. It's going yeah. to come on and, like, or it, and, like, you'll have to do, like, a video or something of, like, an 80s montage type of thing if you putting it together. Wait, Kyle. When you're listening, when in August, he's not going to be listening to us in August. Let's be real. 
eighties montage. Yes, nice. We, we've got like a six month shelf life at best <laughs> for people. <laughs> six months. Six. Well, you're. I mean, I guess I'm about due then because yeah. Oh, see, told you see, about six months. It'll be after this. He'll he'll be like, man, I don't I don't know if I ever want to go on that podcast again and just slowly <laughs> stop listening. <laughs> No, the chat will never be the same. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's cool though. That's that's fucking awesome. Is that the only thing you've tried to make so far? You haven't tried to like make something else? A bunch of junk around the house, you know. Uh, it, his question is: are, Have you tried replicating a wiener? That's what he wants to know. Because he just said he wants to three D print a big black dick. That's what he's getting to. <laughs> Well, he wants to know if you've ever put your scanned your junk and been like, let me see if I can 3D print it. That's a yes. <laughs> no comment. Your uh, your silence speaks volumes. Yeah, no comment. Yeah, just, I, just a bunch of useless junk around the house. Uh, I'd make a yo-yo. It'd be a Kyle. <laughs> I want to know how your brain works sometimes, Kyle. What? <laughs> Just because you're like sitting there looking off, I'd make a yo-yo. Right, like the weirdest thing. Where'd you get that yo-yo? I fucking made it. Yeah, as you're fucking like, walking I'd, the dog, I'd make an action figure or like something cool, and then Kyle, I'd make a yo-yo. Dude, you could pick your own string. I'm fucking do it. He's gonna be making like dice. Remember those? There's always a kid in like wood shop or metal shop that was making. <laughs> <dice>. <laughs> That's cool though that you've you're making dro- your own droids and stuff like that's a lot of that's a lot of work, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's something. But who is a kid that's seen Star Wars and went their own R two? Yeah, oh yeah, right? yeah. And then uh, I ran into these guys at a local con. There's a guy around here that's got one that's made completely out of aluminum. And nice. He, I think he has like fifty or sixty grand tied up in this thing. That's a lot of work. A lot of money. Yeah. I'd rather tie it up in comic books. Right. But, uh, and food. It just basic to get this thing to move around and all that. Uh, I think you can do it for about 1200 bucks, which, considering the size of it, it's not bad. It, yeah, it's not that bad. I mean, people pay three, four hundred dollars for statues, Spider Man statues and whatnot, you know, a full three, four hundred dollars for piece of paper with drawings on it yeah, yeah. but uh 1200 bucks for a, a full-size r2 that's the bd8 is gonna be really cool yeah it, those things are amazing are you gonna try and get yours to be uh free moving like the one in the movie what's that, bb8 yeah uh I would like to. They're the one of the guys that lives around here that's in like the local droid builders group has uh his is he has like an engineering background. Mm-hmm. So his has a lot of stuff that none of the other ones have. And it uh, the movement is much more organic and doesn't look looks more like how it moves in the movie. It looks lifelike, mm-hmm. where a lot of times you see him and it's just clunky yeah 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 like they they roll around and the head's trying to fall off of it and whatnot but his his is a spectacular so if you can 
So some you can't just print anything. You have to find a file that's got all the layers that go with it then. Yes, or you got to do it yourself. Is there a lot of like stuff to choose from or is it limited? Uh, there's a there's a ton of stuff. I uh, there's all kinds of free stuff out there on uh, a couple different websites. There's people that uh, will make things like Iron Man armor, and they'll make the files, and then they go through selling it through their website in a really shady way so they don't get sued. Nice. Um, <laughs> so I, it, I think it, you need to print Matt a big black. Again, I knew that's where you were going with those questions. <laughs> yeah, well, again, it's not happening. I'm not going to wear it because I'm, I'm going to be right. I don't think I want to stare at the printer for 22 hours just watching it grow a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on now. I, I, yes, yes, you would. I would. You would feel like God, like, look at my creation. I can make you as big as small as I want to. <laughs> I mean, if you want one that bad, I'll I'll go to the story. I know Matt said he didn't want to, and I'll just send it out that way, guys. <laughs> I don't know if I want it that bad. It'd be so cool to have our own printed, custom, black dildo for Matt's forehead. It's not Dang. happening because it's not gonna and not gonna be wrong. I gotta pick the book out. What book should I pick out? It's gonna be a modern book with modern staples. Okay, modern book. I'll do a Batman, but oh, I know I know exactly the book we'll do. I'll dig it out. It's one of the Batman uh, wedding issues. One of the what? <laughs> it's one of the Batman wedding issues. Uh, I got a few different variants for it. We'll, we'll even send it. We'll even send a variant in. Isn't it nice to be on a podcast with people that aren't against spending a couple hundred bucks to see someone wear a giant black dildo on their head for an episode? <laughs> it's it's going to be so worth it. I have no shame. Are you going to no. suction cup it straight to your forehead? Or are you going yep. like, to attach it to oh, a yeah. helmet, like No, I'll suction cup it. It's going to be just like this. I, 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 I it out. it's one that kind of bends over and flops and like hits you in the nose once in a while. <laughs> I'm gonna full on straight unicorn it. Hits me in the nose. That'd be fucking funny. Oh, that's funny. But no, we'll turn when what we'll do is when when we take the books to CGC at Phoenix Comic Con, it'll be in the stack. We'll even get it fucking autographed. There you go. I'm I'm changing my plan now. I'm gonna go back and see the guests. And we're also going to do it so that we'll get it. We'll get it. We'll get it verified and signed. You know, we're in a win-win situation with this. Matt's Matt's not. (laughs) Even if it it doesn't, you know, if it does go through, then we got a a cool book that we can sell for a lot and talk shit. I'm not in a win. I'm not in a lose-lose here. If the book goes through and they don't catch the staple, I'm off the hook. Yeah, I don't have I don't have to wear a dildo on my head. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me which one of your guys in, uh, you know, flip side would would make this kind of deal. And not no, a single one they're scared. They're scared. Respect. Scared. They're scared. Oh man. 
So I'm gonna go back and look at the Phoenix Comic Con guest list, and we'll. Did you did you say because they have a lot of self respect? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Damn. Thanks, oh man. It's because they're under the thumb of another, and they can't they can't express. It's just it's just that to. you know I love this show and our community and you guys so much that I'm willing to do anything it make it takes to to produce for a, content for a chuckle. <laughs> yeah. Anything I have to do to produce content. <laughs> if it means rocking a big black dildo on my head because I lost a bet, well, so be it. It's going to yeah. be awesome. When it comes back with that restored label. <laughs> just It's going to be yellow with just that purple line at the very top. But it, are there any size constraints? Because big is a relative term. <laughs> I, I, no. <laughs> he keeps hitting his microphone. <laughs> Oh man, it's gonna be awesome! I want it to be long enough to where it goes from my forehead and accidentally and it almost pokes the camera every now and then. <laughs> if it happens, I, I want to get Norm Rapman to do a sketch of you wearing the black dildo on your forehead. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> man, I might have to pay for a fast pass. You know, now you gotta. Too. So now you gotta make it a, a norm, now make it a Norm book. So that way you get Norm to sign it. We replace the staple. And that way if it fails, then you can get a picture of me holding the book, wearing the dildo hat, and have Norm sketch that picture. <laughs> Perfect. Because he's doing and then I'll make uh, it a shirt. Beyond. And I'll make it a shirt of me with that picture, holding the dildo, holding the <laughs> sketch of me wearing the shirt. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be awesome. There you go. So that's what I'll do. That It's just evolving I'll a, now. I'll do a Batman Beyond book because I know he does that one. I'm telling you, I don't think it happened. I don't think you don't, you don't think they're going to catch it. If we line it up perfectly with a with a per, with the right staple, I don't think they catch it. I don't think so. So we're going to take the middle staple out and then we're going to re-staple it. Yeah. Yep. Going to have to but you know what? I think what we're going to have to do is I'm going to have to practice. <laughs> so we're gonna have to buy a couple books and we're gonna have to figure out what kind of stapler it is like it's oh, I'm not just going straight it, up stapler it's not like it's a normal stapler that you get it you know at i think school. it's one of the handheld ones like the, the metal handheld ones the old ones have you seen my stapler no not that one the one that actually has like a hand grip and like a pull trigger on it so we'll have to find one of those. Yeah, the guns. This awesome place called Staples. <laughs> Do they actually sell a, a comic book stapler? I'm sure you can. Let, let's let's look it up on Amazon right now. Let's look up Amazon comic book stapler. <laughs> if it's just there's nothing there, because it's not like it's a sweatshop where they have these little kids stapling comic books. Got to be part of the printing press, right? Yeah. But for us just to take out one staple and be able to put it back. So we're going to have to do it too without it making any indentations. Yeah. When we when we press it. Brian, there's somebody in your house. Watch it. There's two people in your house, dude. You're <laughs> fucked. <laughs> so. What Modern do we got? comic book stapler. <laughs> Did you find it? How much is it? Thirty-five ninety-nine. 
That's it? Yeah, free one day. On Amazon? Mm-hmm. You just typed in comic book stapler. Book stapler. And it, and it doesn't have a book stapler? Yeah. And it does. Oh, I told you, the plan is coming together. Oh, fuck. This I mean, they're going to... I mean, they're going to look like a fucking genius or a complete idiot. Neither way, I don't care. <laughs> or a dildo unicorn. <laughs> or a dildo unicorn. And that's how you have to introduce yourself that night. <laughs> it's Friday night in Phoenix and I'm dildo unicorn? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're just adding on stipulations to this bet, huh? Yeah. There's See, there's got to be more here. There's got to be more. Like, I can't just get the satisfaction of being right. Like... I think it should be that if I'm right, you two rock the dildos. <laughs> Brian's like over there eating candy, like no way, not gonna happen. <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm gonna pay for. I'm I'm paying to test to see if a book's gonna be restored. That's true. And if it's not, if not, I get a. I have a cool book that Dan Rappin will <laughs> you sign. You have a cool book with a cool story. Yep, and you will have a dildo on your forehead. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. What do you think the over-under is? I think they're going to catch it. You think they catch it? Brian thinks they catch it too, huh? What do you think? What do you think? Tim, you think they catch it? So you're going with modern book? Yeah. yeah. I don't think so. I don't think they catch it. I don't think so either. If we do it nice enough, they that's shouldn't gonna be, a, be able to catch it. That's going to be a poll on the on the, the Facebook page this week is if they catch it. I don't think they do. I don't. I, I think they do. It's gonna because be- we're going to have to practice. Definitely going to have a much easier time on a on a modern than you would on an older one. So I'll go back and I'll look at because I have all the. Yep, it'll be bat. We'll do Batman Beyond. So yes. I think the hard part is going to be pulling the staple. No, because we can open the book up with a nice pair of ply, like needle nose. We'll be able to fold the. How about you just get a staple puller? Because it'll rip. No, no, no. Mm. Not one that's kind of like a letter opener that goes under a staple, not like the claw. Yeah, it oh, goes yeah. over the staple, staple and separates it. I still think it's going to, because we're going to have to watch for. The book getting fucked up. We gotta we gotta film this like in a like a, a staple removing staple adding montage for the clip. We do eighties montage and we're all laughing and walking real fast and yeah, dude. Like, look, I don't know if you could see it. I'll, I'll, me... I'll throw all the staples at Brian. Let me see if I can hold on. Let's see if we can do this. Yeah, you gotta start throwing staples at each other. <laughs> Let's see if you can see it here. Like the staple right there. Yeah. You tell me, you tell me that would not be easy to pull out and replace. The book lays right there. So like there's no damage to the book. It's easy just to I think pull getting in. it, I think getting it out is gonna damage the book. I don't think so. Because you're gonna have to even with a I, I yeah, I, I think that's how they're gonna find the restoration. It's not gonna be the staple itself, it's gonna be the damage of us taking it out and replacing it is what is going to red flag the restoration. You just got to be gentle like on prom night. Nope. It won't happen. <laughs> Cause Kyle <laughs> wasn't gentle on prom night. 
but that's yeah. Gonna have to practice. I'm gonna have to practice with a couple books. We're gonna have to sacrifice a couple books. Yeah, I'm stoked. I can't wait. I'm ordering that fucking comic book stapler. Why? So I can staple comic books <laughs> so you can lose a bet. You you know it's a, a it's gonna be a good bit. There's a good business there if if it happens and they don't catch it. Just saying. If they don't catch it, we're gonna rock the fucking grading industry. Well, there you go. There, there, there's more. There's to further your cause that there's no, absolutely no guidelines when it comes to grading books. Man, it'd be crazy if they didn't catch it, though. But I think they will. We we'll will see. find out, won't we? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, it doesn't take six months to find out. No, we're fast passing that shit. Yeah. We're gonna fast pass it. Like oh, yeah. We're getting it back in three weeks. <laughs> there you go. We, we can't uh, and maybe that is one of the reasons why they're not gonna catch it either. Yeah. Because they have to grade it so fast. I think they're gonna catch it though. I don't think there's any way that they it'd be a great video if they don't. It would be a great video if they don't. So next week's show, I'll, I'll, we'll do a poll on which Batman Beyond to do. I'll, I'll pull a bunch out. Is that, is that book worth any money? The ones that Norm Ratman's doing, they're the newer issues. Oh, I was, let's get some crappy back issues. Yeah. No, I'll just do one of the last ones. It'd He's be cool. been doing it for what? It'd be cool if you do the modern just because uh, one of the newer ones, because then if it came back a 9.8, you know what I mean? How crazy would that be? I share, and I'll even sweeten the deal. I'll order it off Amazon. I share an Amazon account with my mom. So <laughs> <laughs> still a question why that's being ordered. <laughs> do you think she'd actually say something or is that something she just... Oh, she'll say something to me. Absolutely, yeah. So what you need a dildo for, Matt? Yeah, so passionate. <laughs> what you pleasuring? <laughs> and then I'm going to auction it off to the highest bidder afterwards. It'll be Brian. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be Brian. <laughs> Just as long as it's not Matt's mom. <laughs> it won't be my mom. Whoa, that would be kind of awkward. It'll be Kyle's mom since she watched the show. Oh, shit. Tell her not to watch that episode. <laughs> the computer's got 11%. All right. Well, I think that's a good spot, place to stop. More fucking... <laughs> God damn it's What? 10, 11 o'clock. 1.44 in the morning over there for poor Tim. Yeah. Is it really? You're going to be dying. I'm good. <laughs> you can go all night? Yeah. yeah. Fuck it. Let me get my charge over here right back. Strong, strong like bull. I'm, I'm passing out right here soon. Did you were passing out before you even started? One eye, yeah, yeah Jose. I'm gonna start pulling a Jose here. Yeah, Popeye. Fucking start nodding off. I am what I am. You'll get moved into cool pictures too. Oh, uh, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, I make you guys look good. Shit, with all the memes. <laughs> that's. Good thing you're bored at work. 
Yeah, beefcake, right. beefcake, dude, dude, it makes my day go so much faster. When it's like, like this is dragon ass, I just start photoshopping, and it makes it go so much quicker. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I just wait to see what the next one will be. I like your beefcake one. That one's by far one of my favorites. I, I, <laughs> huh? The, the Titan one? The- no, no, the beefcake where he's in the gym with the two chicks. Oh yeah, that one's good. Well, and then flexing. I like, yeah, and then. I like Brian's second one I did. The hire me with the twins. Yeah. Twins. Hanging off as your shoulder. And then the Jose one is pretty funny too. The Mr. Stinson. I don't feel so good, Mr. Stinson. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite. That is awesome. But all right. I think it's a good place to end this week's show. I want to thank. Uh, I definitely want to thank Tim for joining us tonight. It's great having you on. I appreciate it, guys. Hopefully, you get a little bit of a feel of what it's like to do a podcast. And so, what'd you think? Uh, it's it a good time. I was lost at the beginning. Uh, the ray gun. Uh, I was interested in it, but I I had no input. Uh, at least you talked more than Garcia did. Yeah. Like I said, I'm sorry that it, it coincided. We'll have to have you back on again real soon because it wasn't fair that it coincided with that, but we kind of set that up and then the book got pushed back. So it was just poor timing. I'm excited for the book now. I mean, his mom's a whore. There's uh, yeah. there's ray guns, there's dinosaurs, <laughs> there's military internment facilities. It's uh, got a little bit of everything. Yeah. yeah, it does. It's got something for the whole family. Yeah, but, I think um, my grandma will love it. There you go. Definitely a present for grandma. But yeah, I definitely want to thank you, Tim, for coming on and, and having a good time hanging out with us tonight. And I want to say thank you for always making the chat absolute fire every week. You do a good job in there, keeping us all entertained. Sometimes I think you're funnier than we are. Most of the time you're funnier than we are. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I want to thank again Greg for coming on and talking to us about Ray Gun and yeah, the awesome. kind things he had to say about us. And again, guys, I can't I can't say it enough. Go to your local comic shop, ask them to order you a copy of Ray Gun, and help an independent creator who's also a, a really cool fucking dude. And, so. and this is the last page to Ray Gun. <laughs> Damn it, Kyle! You're not supposed to show that. <laughs> so, not to interrupt, but so it was four issues. And you guys have been waiting for the two issues. So the trade is the whole six issue run, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We've been waiting for those last two issues for like three years now. Yep. Yepers. But, um, yeah. So yeah, again, can't say it enough. Go to your local comic shop, ask them to order you Ray gun for diamond support, a, a independent creator. Uh, as you can't, that's how we get new blood in the industry is, is by supporting independent creators. Can't do it enough. I'm glad that we can be a vessel to help get the word out for independent creators. And especially Greg, since he's been with us, he, he started out as a fan and then he's been with us for so long, man. It's, it's really cool, but it's awesome. Yeah. I want to thank everyone for hanging out with us tonight on YouTube. If you're still here, I know it's late for most of you on the East coast. I think everybody went to bed. I think so too. <laughs> but uh, if you like this episode and this is the first time you're finding us on YouTube, make sure to hit that like and subscribe Oops. button. If you'd like to listen to the audio version of this podcast, you can do so every Monday um, on any of your podcasting applications, Stitcher, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, Podbean, Overcast, 
um, Google Play Music Store, um, Spotify. What? What, Brian? Pocket Cast. Pocket Cast. We're We're not on Spotify. We are on Spotify. Last time I tried to look it up, we didn't show it. Were you? Because somebody's like, somebody said, hey, you got a podcast? I said, yeah. He's like, you're not on Spotify. And I was like, oh, yeah, we are. He's like, look. I was like, no, we're not. I know we were on Spotify. I'll have to double check. I think that's when we had uh, the other RSS feed. Maybe. Maybe you're right. Been so long. But, um, but yeah, you can find us anywhere podcasting. Uh, Except podcasts Spotify. Are available. Yep. Well, we'll get on Spotify then. Yeah. But uh, that'll do it for this week's episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast. I'm Matt. I'm Kyle. I'm Brian. And he's Tim. I, I didn't. I didn't know I gotta go. You get. You, you got. You gotta go, man. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't know I had a turn. You get a turn. There's no. You're, you're on the show. You get a turn. At the at the beginning, I get to introduce you. At the end, you get a turn. Oh, fuck us. There you go. All fail. <laughs> and we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>